Welcome to Thursday night at the Speakeasy Cafe. We would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink Open Mic Poetry Night. Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show. You ever had one of those days where... You know, you're standing at bat and you think everything's good and then you hit that ball and it's like out of there and you have to hustle your buns and you just slide into home by the seat of your pants at the last second. And that's what this day has been like up to the moment I'm speaking to you right now. So it's like I thought I had everything done and then the last minute, man, sliding right into home and here I am all cheerful and happy and everything's done and everything's right as rain. But man, two seconds before this went live. (laughs) It was chaos. I love it when a plan falls together. All right, you guys, we have a great evening planned for you. This is our last show uh, in National Poetry Month, so keep in mind that this is the last show you have to read any of your poetry homeworks or whatnots on the show in order to be entered into the drawing at the end of the month that we'll be doing. So, you know, if you haven't uh, been here, you know, if you do any of your homework, write to any of my prompts, do your haiku a day, all that good stuff, you can run the show and you read it, then uh, that gets your name entered into the drawing for National Poetry Month. All right, with that said, we have some things to go over before we get started, so I am going to start with that. First thing I want to let you know, if you'd like to call in and read tonight, the number is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965. I also want to let you know, since we are all professionals here, that I am running solo, and which means I have uh, my dog with me tonight, Ember, sweet little puppy. Actually, she's a big, crazy girl. But anyway, uh, just in case she starts acting up or anything like that, you know, just ignore her and keep reading, and I promise you I will be frantically taking care of things in the background as you go. So if that happens, just be aware that, yes, I know there's a dog barking and she's misbehaving, and I'll throw the cat in her mouth or something. I don't know. We'll figure it out as we go. All right, so that said, I'm not going to talk about the workshops right now because I have a lot to go over and share with you before we get started on our callers. I do want to take a moment and... Thank our sponsors for our 2022 broadcasting season. Those of you who stepped up to the plate and helped cover a portion of our broadcasting license for 2022. Those sponsors are Karen Depthrider DeWitt, Melvin Douglas Johnson, Gary and Noreen Snyder, Big Heart, Douglas Curry, George Wiley, Vicki Aqua, Debbie Kelly, Annie Tillery Waldo, Timothy Melton, Kevin Kraft. Alana Morris, Ronald P. Bremner, Jade Miss, Todd Carter, Paula Sweet, Lori Binder, and Glenn Combs. I also want to thank you for the donations made anonymously in the memory of John Music Man Kays, our Appalachian poet, Philip Kent Church, Ray Neighbors, Glenn Still, Charles C.B. Banks, Cherry Rose, King's Cadence, and Rick Smith II. All right. Thank you, guys. You have no idea. We absolutely 100% could not be here were it not for your help. So thank you so much. The next thing we're going to do is dun-dun-dun, drum roll. Robbie, make me a drum roll audio track, please. 
uh, inspiration from the inkwell, our mini workshop portion of the show. So get your writing instruments out, get your paper, your journals, whatever it is you use. We're going to go through your writing assignments for the week. Alrighty, if you happen to miss any of them as we're going, don't panic. Okay, you can come back and listen to the first uh, 15 minutes of any show and be able to grab it from there. So you can listen first this one and get these. And if you can't think of anything to write next week, and you can go back to a show from two years ago and grab those. So, yeah, that's what we're doing there. So don't panic if something like this that's happening right now is happening. Happens. Future. Not now, but it's, it's happening now. Wow. Who's on first? Okay. Now you have your pen and papers ready. I've effectively stalled, giving you enough time. We are doing inspiration from the inkwell, starting with your poetry form writing challenge for the week. So this week we are looking at the soliloquy. Now, most often used in playwriting, a soliloquy is like a monologue in which a character speaks to himself or herself, expressing inner thoughts at the, uh, th- that an audience may or may not otherwise know, or a person may or may not otherwise know, depending. You know, soliloquies are not by definition poems, although they can often be, and most famously, used in the plays of William Shakespeare. You know, he would use the soliloquy to explain something that it was important for us to know in order for the plot to continue, but instead of outright telling us, we were listening to someone's inner thoughts and found out that way. Mastered that. So my favorite ever is from the play The Tempest, and it's where my favorite character of Shakespeare, my Shakespearean character, my favorite, um, is his soliloquy, my very favorite Shakespeare play, and that is from The Tempest, and it's where Caliban is replying to, to uh, Stefano, who seems a bit like, he's a little bit like worried about walking around out in the wilds. And Caliban replies to him, and but it truly seems when you, if you listen to it, you, it truly seems like he's addressing himself in like a wisp, wistful, uh, inner comforting dialogue where you can tell he is submerged in an entirely different place where it's like he, I don't know, seeks freedom in this beautiful refuge he's talking about away from what has become his harsh reality of living as a slave. And for the moment, that wistful thought, that inner dialogue, takes him far, far away. You know, and even though he's replying to Stefano, you can really see where he gets, you know, you, you can feel it. You know, one of the only times I've ever been moved to tears at a play, and I've seen a million Shakespeare. I've probably seen The Tempest 30 times, if not more. I go to every single one I can find. But, you know, there's this soliloquy absolutely moved me to tears the way it was read and knowing the story. And Caliban, of course, being my favorite Shakespearean character. Anyway, so I'm going to play this for you so you can kind of have an idea of what I'm talking about. So this is Shakespeare's poetic form of a soliloquy from Caliban. Be not afraid, for the isle is full of noises, sounds, and sweet airs that 
give delight and hurt not. Sometimes a thousand twangling instruments will hum about mine ears, and sometimes voices that if I then had waked after long sleep would make me sleep again. And then, in dreaming, the clouds, methought, would open and show riches ready to drop upon me that, when I waked, I cried to dream again. So absolutely, absolutely love that soliloquy. My favorite thing he has ever written. Just incredible. But that gives you kind of an idea. Oh, come on. Stop. All right. Sorry. That was dramatic background wind, I guess. <laughs> um, but it's just, I, okay, that's an, that's an, okay, let's get back on track. Forget what I was going to say. That's an example of a soliloquy, all right, and how it is very poetic. It's not just, you know, it's not just dialogue, but it, it's written very poetically in that poetic verse that he does. And so probably probably the most famous soliloquy, though, is from Hamlet, Act 3, Scene 1, and it's where Hamlet is pondering the value of his own continued existence in to be or not to be, that is the question. And I actually am going to change something up in a little bit so that I made time to do this. I wanted to play the Hamlet soliloquy for you as well. All right, and, and I want you to listen to, you know, this is, the last one was read a little bit more in the poetic language or spoken, um, with that, that Shakespearean, but this one, I think, this version of Hamlet and his to be or not to be soliloquy, this inner dialogue of his, is done in a very modern way, and I think this person did a fantastic job at emphasizing the meaning of the words that bring him to like a, a really cool understanding. So here you go. This is it's Adrian Lester, and he is reading Hamlet's soliloquy. So here's an example again. To be or not to be. That is the question. Whether it is nobler in the mind to suffer the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune, or to take arms against a sea of troubles and by opposing, end them. To die. To sleep no more. And by a sleep to say we end the heartache and the thousand natural shocks that flesh is heir to. It is a consummation devoutly to be wished. To die. To sleep. To sleep perchance to dream. Aye, there's the rub. For in that sleep of death, what dreams may come when we have shuffled off this mortal coil must give us pause. There's the respect that makes calamity of so long life. For who would bear the whips and scorns of time 
The oppressor's wrong, the proud man's contumely, the pangs of despised love, the law's delay, the insolence of office, and the spurns that patient merit of the unworthy takes when he himself might his quietus make with a bare bodkin. Who would fardels bear to grunt and sweat under a weary life, but that the dread of something after death be? Undiscovered country from whose born no traveller returns puzzles the will and makes us rather bear those ills we have than fly to others that we know not of. Thus, conscience does make cowards of us all. And thus the native hue of resolution is sicklied o'er with the pale cast of thought. And enterprises of great pitch and moment with this regard, their currents turn awry and lose the name of action. These are the forgeries of jealousy. And never since the middle of summer... Thank you, honey, but it's not your turn. Okay. (laughs) So that is an example of another soliloquy, that inner dialogue, that talking to yourself, that, you know, it's like the the reader is rummaging through the underwear drawer inside your head, you know, something someone's not necessarily supposed to know, just your, you know, that, that dialogue you have with just yourself. So kind of keep that in mind as you go into this. You know, if you really listen to that, how powerful that piece was, you know, you can you can catch some of the the poetic um, form in which he wrote it, but more than anything else, you realize how, because Shakespeare can be very hard to understand, but with the way he read that, you can, it's like really looking at a tortured piece of a man's soul through that poetry, you know, that, that do I hold on, do I let go moment, you know, and and you understand how clearly he's written about that. And I think that performance that he did was exceptional for being able to to portray through emotion, which not a lot of people can do, Shakespeare's content, uh, con, uh, intent with his writing. So kind of keep those famous soliloquies in mind by our beloved William Shakespeare, you know, when you're working on you're writing your soliloquy, I kind of want you to keep that, that Shakespearean, um, I guess, example in mind, just in the back of your head. You know, even if you have to, you know, jump on uh, YouTube and, you know, look for some Shakespeare soliloquies and, and give them a listen. But also, if you think about it, think about the movies and the things that you uh, the movies you've seen, think about song lyrics. You know, there's a lot of examples of soliloquy being used today. That that if you think about it, you'll you'll you know you'll, you'll catch them in things. So basically, keeping this simple, this week you are going to be writing a soliloquy. It's the inner dialogue you have with yourself, reflecting on, thinking of, contemplating something in the moment. 
you know, you can reference the moment when you write this, which is kind of fun because then you don't feel like you have to explain it in your poem. You can reference that moment or that place or anything that's relevant to why you're reflecting on what you're reflecting or showing how reflecting what you're reflecting is so irrelevant to that moment. You know, that title can be very, very powerful. It can be the anchor at the beginning. All right. And so think of something such as um, the title being At the Movies with My Girlfriend. How about that one? At the Movies with My Girlfriend. Or how about While Waiting in Line at the DMV? You know, it provides the reader with a starting reference point, even though the inner dialogue you're having may have nothing to do with being in the DMV. Your soliloquy can be written in poetic verse, as a piece of prose, in narrative freestyle, or even the reflective storytelling uh, examples I showed through Shakespeare's plays, through script. All right? You choose however you want to approach it. The only rule is, again, it has to be an inner dialogue with yourself or someone, but it has to be an inner dialogue, something that's not spoken out loud, and something that kind of gives the reader a peek into something they wouldn't necessarily know or figure out on their own. So there you go, guys. Your poetry form is writing a poem in the form of a soliloquy. Play with it. Have fun with it. All right, now we are going to get to your poetry prompts. Now keep in mind, poetry prompts are like seeds planted. They're meant to grow into palms, blada, yada, yada. With that said, the prompts I give you, they can be the title of your poem, it can be a line in your poem, or the general concept of your poem. So you can write a poem explaining fire, but never use the word fire, and the title can be fire. Or you can tell the whole poem without using the word fire anywhere, but in reading the poem, we know you're talking about fire. It can be the concept of the poem. Okay. Beyond these guidelines, whatever you do with them is up to you. So let's go ahead and get through those. Number your paper, 1 through 12. Your first prompt for the week. And I kind of tried to gear these towards something that might provoke the soliloquy. So... Number one, life mapped by traffic signals. Life mapped by traffic signals. Number two, gritty exclamation points. Gritty exclamation points. Three, newsstand. Newsstand. Four, the drama of bones. The Drama of Bones. Number five, Pretending to Give a Damn. Pretending to Give a Damn. Six, Walking Past the Homeless Camp. Walking Past the Homeless Camp. Seven, The Blur of Headlines. The Blur of Headlines. Number eight, I wonder if she was really like that. I wonder if she was really like that. Number nine, in that one moment. In that one moment. Number ten, what does not surprise us anymore. What does not surprise us anymore. Eleven, what I thought I knew. 
what I thought I knew. And number 12, chasing after myself. I love this one, (laughs) especially after this week. Chasing after myself. All right, remember you can write one poem to each prompt. You can mix and match them and use line seven and get 12, jump up and get three and use all those in one poem. Or if you want to get real froggy, you can figure out a way to use all 12 prompts in one poem. All right, remember any of these prompts that you write to, you won't have time. We aren't. This is the last show of National Poetry Month, so you can't use them on the next show, so you can't enter that way. But if you write to any of these prompts or do any of this homework or any of this crap I'm going to be talking about right now and you go post it on my Facebook page, then that automatically includes you in the drawing for our National Poetry Month prizes. Okay? So remember, if you write one poem to each one, I don't care if it's a haiku, whatever it is, just have fun. Post whatever it is. I don't care if you write a poem or something to each of the 12 prompts, that puts your name in the hat 12 times. So have fun with this. Be silly. Make messy. All right? So keep that in mind. Get you entered into the drawing. Keep those prompts in mind because as we move along here, we're going to be using those prompts throughout the night. Now, this is something that I think this next one we're doing, our writing exercise, which is the pick apart a prompt writing exercise, I think is one of the single most important things. And I know you think I say that about a lot of things. I just repeat myself a lot, okay? But doing this right here is one of the single most things a writer can do to become a better writer, to become a more unique writer. You know, you've heard me say this before, obviously, but, you know, think about all the people who have ever written something. Think about all the writers out there right now, all those notebooks in in nightstands and under the mattresses and shoved in in glove boxes and the bottom of backpacks. Think about how many people write. Why is it only a few are remembered? Why is it that we only remember Edgar Allan Poe? Right. So what was so unique and different about him? Look at where he wrote from. Look at the things he wrote about. I mean, that man is not only stripped naked in his poems. I mean, he's nothing but standing marrow. It's such personal writing with such depth and emotion and insight and, you know, that it's that place that we all relate to somewhere inside of us. Why? Think about how he writes when you are approaching doing this exercise. You know, don't be lost in a nightstand table somewhere. All right, strive to find this voice inside of you. Even if you already think you've found it, find it deeper. All right, so your pick-apart-a-prompt uh, pick writing exercise, one of the most important things you can do before you sit down and write, and that is because it shows you that what you do with a prompt before you write to it is far more important than what you write to it. Our brain has muscle memory. We see something that you know stimulates us. We see the word October, and instantly there's something orange within our first couple of thoughts. You know there is, Right. So if we sit down and someone says, write a poem about October, instantly orange is in our head, and it's really hard to steer ourselves away from that. But what else is October? 
So with this exercise, what I want you to do is I want you to take the first prompt, which was life mapped by traffic signals, and I want you to write that at the top of your page. And you don't have to do this now. Just listen so you can do it later. Okay? Write the first prompt. And then instead of writing a poem to it yet, I want you to write at least six different poems you could write to that prompt. So yeah, I can write a poem about fall. I can write a poem about being thankful. I can write a poem about Halloween. I can write a poem about uh, you know the old druid ways. I can write a poem about Sean Connery in The Hunt for Red October. You know, push yourself to find that unique thing. Everyone can write an orange poem. But there's poems inside of you that only you can write, and they need to be heard. So find them. This will help you. You know, I challenge you to do this for the next 28 days. And at the end of those 28 days, I want you to come back and tell me how it has changed you as a writer overall and forever. You do anything 28 for 28 days in a row or 28 times, it becomes a habit. It becomes muscle memory. So instead, when someone says the word October, instead of you seeing the color orange, you're going to see a kaleidoscope explode inside your head. And you have all those things to draw on when you're writing. All right? So pick a part of prompts. Write all 12 prompts at the top of the page, or the in order, whatever, however you do it. When you're done with one, go to two, go to three, go to four, all the way down to 12 until you have at least six different poems you could write to each of these prompts. And I guarantee you that you will not get through this list without something grabbing a hold of you before you get to number 12. And you'll be off and writing something. And this could be pretty awesome. So try that. You know, somebody have, I was going to say someone have the balls, but that would just sound crass. You know, not Mae West. I love that lady. Anyway, who has the gumption, the the drive, the hunger to do this. I want somebody to do this exercise. And you decide if it's you. I can't, can't pick you. I can't assign. This has to be important for you to do. Yeah, I'll, I'll freaking try this. I'll do that. Why not? I want somebody to do this. And then come back and tell me in 28 days and talk to me about it. All right, so there you go. Have fun with those. Remember, we are focusing on reading, reading, reading. If you are not reading more than you are writing, you are doing it backwards. You need to have that input in order to have output. Also, go out every single day and do your writer's discipline. That one little Scooby snack you throw your creative side every single day. And this is one of the top three things that you should do, one of the most important things you need to do, because it teaches you to listen to yourself. You were so busy spending our day chasing after whatever what's-his-face said to do or what that told us to do or what was expected of us. Think about how much of your day is, belongs and is owned. Every step is owned by someone else. This teaches you to stop and take back a couple of those steps. And in doing so, not let that side of you, that creative side of you, get lost until it becomes silent and then you think you have writer's block, but you don't. 
You need to practice your writer's discipline. You need to throw yourself that Scooby snack every day, and this is how I want you to do it. Every single day, I want you to write a haiku poem. Three lines, five syllables, seven syllables, five syllables. Every day, go out into the world and find something worth 17 syllables. And I don't want it to be just some random idea about, okay, kitchen sink, unless you're standing in front of the kitchen sink and it hits you at the moment. I want you to search for these things. Find them. When you realize and start looking around for your 17 syllables, you can realize that they're not just syllables out there. There's words, there's phrases, there's stanzas, there's whole poems waiting for you to trip over them. But you have to retrain yourself to find those things. All right? So writer's discipline. Write a haiku poem every single day. I don't care if when you jot it down it's not enough syllables can always come back and fix them later all right now remember we are doing our poetry national poetry month get that stuff posted on my page from these prompts and i'm going to run through your prompts again here real quick in just a moment but uh, remember anything any of these that you write to if you post my page it enters you into the drawings at the end of the month for some cool 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 prizes i'm telling you very cool prizes all right, so our prompts, we're going to run through them once again, in case you didn't catch them. Or you can grab them again from the archive after the show is turned into podcast for you to listen to. All right, number one, life mapped by traffic signals. Number two, gritty exclamation points. Number three, newspaper stand. Number four, the drama of bones. Number five, Pretending to give a damn. Number six, walking past the homeless camp. Number seven, the blur of headlines. Eight, I wonder if she was really like that. Nine, in that one moment. Ten, what does not surprise us anymore. Eleven, what I thought I knew. Twelve, chasing after myself. All right, have fun with those, and go. Oh, no, don't go. Don't write to them yet, unless you can write and listen at the same time (laughs) or call and read at the same time. All right, so I normally start and end every episode with an audio track, but I played two soliloquies of Shakespeare, so that's going to count as one of them. So what we're going to do now is get straight into our callers. Remember, the number to call in is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965 if you'd like to call in and read tonight. Uh, if you make sure that uh, if you're on hold, this is what you can expect. That's where I am. Yep. All right. So if you're on hold, this is what you can expect tonight. We do take callers in the order that you call in. For example, 731 is our first caller tonight, so listen for your telephone area code. When I bring you on, make sure that you introduce yourself. It's really important that people know who's reading and they aren't sitting there and, and you know, hey, you, hey, you, who's this? Who's this? Who's reading? It's like, shh, I'm trying to listen. Stop bothering me. Okay, wait, you're not bothering me. I love you, but I'm trying to listen. Damn it. <laughs> All right, so make sure you introduce yourself so that soliloquy in my head is not going on behind the scenes. <laughs> Actually, that wouldn't be one. Forget I used that example. All right, so right now you can read two poems and keep your poems right around the five-minute mark. Be courteous to those people waiting in line behind you. I'll try to keep my 
my yammerings to a minimum so we can get through your calls fairly quickly. So, but right now, if we if that changes and lines get too busy, and I have to switch it back to just one. I'll let you know when that happens. If it happens on your turn, I'm terribly sorry, but you know, I, I'll let you know if it gets too the lines get too busy. But right now, you're good for two. Life is good. When you are done reading, make sure you give out your URL. It's real important that people know how to come find you. It's really important for you to start literally, and you know, you can go, oh, no, whatever. I can feel you all cringe now. But starting a fan base. I'm the fan of so many of you. You know? Start a fan base. People who enjoy reading you. That's so important in this day and age. You know, start building your friend, your friends and family, you know, your inspirational friends and family, your peers. Start building that social network of people that inspire and you inspire. Okay, anyway, give your URL. Just give your, don't, I don't need to tell you, just do what I say. Give your URL. All right. Before we get into calls, remember that we have a mature rating. That means you are bound to hear just about anything because I never have any idea what's on the other end of that line unless I have your area code memorized. (laughs) I have no idea what's going to be read when I open that line, so just kind of keep that in mind that we do have a mature content. With that said, what you will not hear is the porn poems. The bumping body parts, the tab A into slot B, we don't need graphic details. Keep it in on the ethereal or the you know, the the erotic mind play side of it than the actual humana humana stuff. <laughs> All right. So other than that, whatever you pick to read, you're good to go. I'm gonna go ahead and give the first three callers so you kinda of have an idea of where you are. We have seven three one followed by seven one seven followed by five one nine. All right, so 731, 717, and 519 will be our first callers. And I'll kind of keep you updated on the lineup as we proceed in the show. So without further ado, let's go ahead and grab 731. Michael, you are on the air. Hi there, Nala. How are you doing? I'm awesome, sweetheart. How are you? Pretty good. Can you hear me okay on speakerphone? I can. You're a little bit lower than normal, but that's fine. I can better. hear you. No. Is better? That is. No? Then that is, okay. yes. All right. Good enough. Trying to make it easy on myself. That's okay. I can hold the phone like an old-fashioned. Uh, <laughs> Michael Todd here, West Tennessee, calling on behalf of – I have a new friend. Her name is Colleen Cheesebro, and she has – her own site on on uh, the internet, and it's a poetry site, and it's called Wordcraft Poetry. And to achieve this site, you simply type in wordcraftpoetry.com and get this. Every Tuesday, she has Tanka Tuesday, okay, in different subjects. You know what a Tanka is? Of course you do. You do. <laughs> it's like a haiku on steroids. Anyway... Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> this is new to me, so I've got two weeks into it. And uh, this week, this week, and she has guests give the uh, the topics and all, and um, and and beginnings and endings are are what 
or what uh, this topic is about. Yeah. So when I first looked at it, you know how obsessed I am with myself, okay? Like, bad. Anyway, <laughs> I looked on there and it had, ha- it had hashtag the me prompt. And I thought, son of a gun, that's right down my alley. And I took a closer look and what it said was theme prompts. <laughs> I felt so stupid. But anyway, <laughs> I was in. I was in. So so I read the rules and all and, and beginning and ending. And I kind of messed up on my poem because I did the ending before I did the beginning. And to make some sense of it, because it's kind of like speaking in Morse code with me, it starts out in a bowling alley, okay? And when you end your activities in the bowling alley and you look for something else to do in this bowling alley, and these are common right here in, in my town, there is such one. Down the hall, there's karaoke. No kidding. And there's a mm-hmm. bar there you can get. You can drink when you do karaoke, and that probably accelerates the process. So uh, that's what this is about. This is for my friend, okay? And it's called Alley Allies for Wordcraft Poetry, Thank a Tuesday by Michael Todd. Strive for strike or spare. Trying my best, they keep score. Colleen cast the glare. I suggest barroom singing, karaoke down the hall. We're sunny and share, waking up the Groundhog Day to the part where she is miming me with clues. I'm still wearing bowling shoes. In poem. Still wearing bowling shoes. I loved that. Thanks. Did you know that I'm your fan? Well, that's nice. I appreciate that. I do. do. One of now many, by the way. But... Fan, I'll, I'll be good. <laughs> you know, I, I get that. I have two kinds of fans. I have, kind of, I have fans that, that really are intimate and talk to me and whatever. Then I have the people that I talk to that aren't really there. And those are, oh, boy, those are deep. You know, you're talking about the soliloquy. Heck, fire, that's kind of a confusing thing for me. I'm not exactly sure where all that falls, because really, I'm thinking soliloquy might be close to internal dialogue. Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, because see, I mean, I have, I've got many, I've got countless conversations between my boombox and myself. Mm-hmm. There's an, un, there's no telling how many are with Laney. You know. Yeah. See, so uh, you right now probably could go through your archives and publish a book on soliloquies by Michael and the Boombox. I mean, you probably have enough of them because you do very much write in that style. Something will hit you and it will take you on a lifetime in a moment and you write it down on paper, but it's only a a moment in which you're talking, you're speaking about. But you bring us inside that lifetime that exists in each moment when you write like that. Well, let's let's, let's try this. This is... This is strange, but this is all dialogue, okay? Mm-hmm. This is something I wrote five years ago after I survived a heart attack. And I really wasn't sure at that time if I was awake and everything was happening or if I was just in a coma and I was dreaming it all. And five years later, I still don't know. I just roll with the flow. Anyway, the four characters in this Tyler and Salon, they're my MySpace pals. 
okay? They're from Centerville, Ohio. Tyler in college did lighting for the for the musicals at his college. That's what he does. And so I just went to the same college and just made straight A's because that's what she did. And um, the other two characters, there's a girl named Candace and me. Let me tell you who Candace is in real life. Candace is one of my daughter's best friends. Candace is the only girl in the world that my dog, an Australian Shepherd, hated with a blind passion. Honestly, she couldn't get out of her car when he would show up. So I would have to separate them. And one night she came in, she's dressed in black, she's got blonde hair. She goes, why does he get so upset at me? And I said, well, Candace, he thinks you're the angel of death and you've come for him. So I was just kind of running gag, okay? So for the purpose of this act in the play, Candace was the angel of death, okay? Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. All right. It's real brief. Starts out with with Tyler and Swan in on the catwalk, filling with the lights and stuff, and it goes in to the two person dialogue. Final curtain excerpts, Act Three, Final Curtain by Michael Todd. Tyler. Almost time for the curtain to ascend. Salon. Ascension is misunderstood. How is that? Theater curtains do not ascend or descend. Right, they go from side to side. Exactly. Does a curtain rise or fall? It depends on whether the scene opens or closes. That is conflicting. If you don't have conflict, it can't be a good story. I have conflict on these lighting instructions. What does it call for? Ethereal. Between daylight and dark. Dream state. Curtains. You mean death? No, I mean curtains opening. Candace. I have a question for you. Michael. Seriously? I've been answering questions for days. Doctors, nurses, orderlies, dietitians ambulance drivers, and an array of others just fire away at will, and I ace the exams every single time. I could have won a small fortune on a television game show. They try every way imaginable to trip me up, but in every instance, I knew my name up to including nicknames, and my age and date of birth and where I was born and where I was at any given point in time, even real time like now, and I knew blues from greens, and I knew even from odd, and if they had asked me about MacArthur Park and what that was and was not metaphor, I would have let them know in no uncertain terms there was no metaphor. It was all authentic as stated up to and including leaving a cake out in the rain. And Susan took that recipe, and if she ever shared it again, it was with someone else. Tell me about when we met. What? Tell me about how we met. That is my question. You sent me a registered letter from your church telling me all about a man named Simpson, how he was a drunken loiterer, and he'd spend his time nearer about the church porch steps and how he stood out as an example to the youth of the neighborhood and what a life led wrong can do. You told me Simpson had died. 
You asked me if I'd consider taking his place. That never happened, at least not with me. Are you sure? Once more, tell me about our initial meeting. I met you at the roller skating rink. When I fell to the floor while trying to lace up my skates and broke my arm, you came to my rescue. When the ambulance people came to roll me away, you were kind enough to tell them, he's over there somewhere. I've never forgotten that kindness. I do not roller skate. That was not me. Have you ever been to Ohio? Last chance. Tell me how we first met, please. We met as itinerant farm workers in southwest Texas. No one can handle produce as skillfully as you. You taught me all the tricks of the trade. I taught myself how to juggle bell peppers in an effort to impress you, but you paid me no mind. Boy, you are a three-ring circus. Let's try this another way. I'm not giving up. Answer another question for me, Michael. Did you enjoy your Easter weekend? Gosh, yes. I got to see my family when they came to my house, and we went to church and out to lunch and at the biggest time. And Michael, how tall is the Easter Bunny? Well, it depends. Do you count the ears? That's the correct answer. The only answer. Really? Yes, now one last time. How did you and I meet? I, I really don't know. I'm sorry, but that's the correct answer as well. Congratulations. So where do we go from here? We go nowhere. I go, you stay, end of story. Well, before you go, answer one question for me. Ask away. When I drive to Centerville, how many times do I cross the Duck River? Seven. As the curtain closes, so on the tower. She was right. Seven bridges over the Duck River. How do you know that? Because he told me so. Were you the girl in Ohio? You are a good skater. I really am. In peace. That was incredible. Back and forth, back and forth. I love that. Just that was awesome, Michael. That was crazy. <laughs> that, that was a ride. <laughs> could could be described maybe as a rabbit hole, right? Possibly. Yeah. I always remember when you answer the question, how tall is a rabbit, you got to raise your hands over your head and say, do you count the ears? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Hey, you read you read a, one of the pieces you read by Krista Jopak, Um where she's having that one-sided conversation while she's waiting in line, that's a great example of, of a modern soliloquy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought I'd point that out to everybody. And you did a great job of reading that, too, by the way. Are you going to read another one tonight? Or are you going to read two, that's right? Two. That's it. Nope, that's that's it. it? All done? That's it. I'm done. I've done my tank. I've done my tank of twins and this. I would say again that anybody anybody that's looking for something to do and some fun tasking, Colleen Cheese Bros work 
Craftpoetry.com. It's I highly recommend it. I do. There. It, and I recommend it. It should be. All right, my dear darling Michael. I appreciate you so much. Thanks for your time this time. Until next time. So long. You tell him where your poetry is. No, just go see Colleen. Forget about me. I don't exist. I'm over there. My real poetry is <laughs> on her page. Huh? Oh, you most certainly do exist, sir. All right, Michael, my love. Thank you. Welcome. Bye. Bye, honey. (laughs) Michael. Mike with an M. Todd. All right. Next caller. Area code 717. This is James, I believe. Yes. Hi, Nyla. Hi, James. How are you, sweetheart? I'm doing okay. It is very good to talk to you. What you got going on? Um, well, it's, um, I spent today was uh, putting out some applications for freelance work. I have two of them out, so I'm waiting to hear back. Um, been doing some other prose writing a little bit. Um, I had a book review for um, online book club that I finished a few days ago. It's my very first one. Trying to get into that. Uh, Hopefully it'll get me a little bit of income. Not a whole lot, but it's a start. Then silence. (laughs) You there? I am, yeah. I was waiting for you to okay, read. I'm was, sorry. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, uh, for anyone, I am James Rothline, Middletown, Pennsylvania. And um, do you mind if I do a little bit of prose? It's just two two short paragraphs. You're fine. Pro- I love prose. Prose is poetry. That's a, 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 okay, a prose. And, prose is a paragraph that just dresses too fancy. Well, you'll enjoy this one with the first from the first sentence. There's a tombstone in North Dakota belonging to Lewis Edwards. Time and the elements have taken their toll while history has forgotten him. But even after 400 years, I still remember him. I am immortal. I have walked this earth for thousands of years with many stories to tell. And this is... He was born in late 1945... On that very same day, Japan had just been subjected to, in a single moment, to a level of destruction that had never been, never before seen in the whole of human history. And fearing it would be repeated a third time, they surrendered. The war was over. Okay, that's the end of that one. That's end poem. Okay, say end poem. Because I don't know if you're doing a dramatic... Well, I just messed up the beginning and the end of your reading, didn't I, love? <laughs> When you're done reading, tell well, me end poems so I know that it's not a dramatic pause and I can speak and you don't think that I'm gone. Okay, I'm sorry. It's because it was actually it wasn't a poem, so I did, my mind kind of shifted in that. Prose is poetry. You can do that. <laughs> so that's the start of a short story that I wanted to do. At one of your prompts, mm-hmm. was the uh, what prompted me? 
I loved it. I know you started that opening line, and I just wanted to kiss you. Big old sloppy kiss right in the middle of the forehead. I was so happy. Uh-huh. Yeah, very tickled to see you do, see you do your homework. Okay, what's the other one you're going to do? Okay. Um, well, it's they've been um, airing the Johnny Depp defamation trial, so I thought I'd try and do this one. How the abuse begins. I long for you to crest my cheek, but we'll settle for your backhand if that's the only way you'll touch me because you want to. End of poem. Wow. If that's the only way. That, you know, I have to tell you that I think, and a lot of people don't like hearing this, but it comes from the perspective of a woman who was in an abusive relationship, and that is you have to take responsibility for your own addiction to what's going well, on. You have to take responsibility because there's you can al- there's always a point you can leave. And if you know that and don't, and not every time, but most of the time that a woman's in an abusive relationship, you know, we just have to recognize that we were a victim and we let that happen to us. And let's well, force it's not, on us. It's not, you know, and so that really that brings that, that that poem really hit that for me. I mean, it was exactly that feeling for me. It's not. You know, I'll, I'll set her for that the backhand. I'll set her for the backhand if that's the only way. Mm-hmm. Well, I say it's not any easier for guys in that situation either. No, no. I because mean, I had an incident that I don't know if the person was abusing me at least. It was only one time that um, it was over money, mm-hmm. and she attacked me with a cane. Wow. Yeah. I grabbed it, threw it away, and she basically, you know, she threatened me that, you know, if I called the police, she'd unalive me and then unalive herself. You so like the wild ones, don't you? <laughs> I barricaded myself in my world. That's insane. That is absolutely crazy. That, that was that was over two years ago. So I have no contact with her. There's no way I'm going to run into her. Yeah, a lot of people don't realize that too. That you know, you hear about domestic violence instantly. You think about women, but there's a lot of domestic violence that goes out there. You know, where women are the one doing the abusing. A lot of them. I've known many situations like that. You know, domestic abuse is a people problem, not a man or woman problem. Fantastic job on that. What's the second one you're going to read, James? Um, I was just going to do those two. Okay. I, that's right. That was two. I'm sorry. <laughs> you should. You could have snuck a third in there if you didn't tell me. <laughs> All yeah, right, James. <laughs> Fantastic job on both of those. Please do me a favor. I am first of all, I am so glad you've been calling in and a lot more regularly than you had. It is an absolute joy to have you here, to have you share with us and it makes me smile. So thank you. Now tell everyone how to find you. All right. Um I can be found on Facebook. I have my regular account, which I pretty much do everything. And then I have a James Rothline poet which I just post everything, you know, anything poetry-related or share it from the 
from my main page. Um, I'm also on Instagram and TikTok. Uh, if you like any, if you like book reviews, I am on um, online book club, and I just had one that I did a few days ago. So if you check my name, and I should be able to find it. Um, I can't. Hold on. I, give me a second. I can get the name of the book I just did. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, the Brimstone Chronicles End of the of the Last Kingdom by uh, I can't remember Hold on, by Walter um, Victor Rose by Victor Rose Perfect. So if you want to check that out, um, check the review. Maybe you might like to buy his book or books. I love that you share um, those. You're the only one that does that so far, by the way. I also have a Zoom book launch um, May 14th, 3, to 3 o'clock Eastern Time. Um, I put the link on your uh, Facebook page Perfect. earlier today. Perfect. You're on it. Thank you, James. All right. All right, sweetheart. Feel free to call me sometime if you want. Okay. I will jot that number down. Okay, perfect. All right. Thank you, James. I'll do that. Yep. Thank you. All right, hon. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All righty. Our next caller, I'm watching for area code 54. Four, I think it's five four zero. I think is Larry. All right. So Jane, uh, Larry, I see you online. You're going to be coming on after our next caller because I've already given the first three lineups. So I'm bringing those of you. I'm bringing Larry on out of order, which I never do. But we've been trying to get him on the line for the last two weeks. And he's sat on hold the entire show, and we haven't been able to get him on. And so I want to make sure that he gets on, gets on here. Okay, so we are, and we, I mean, we even we even hung up his line and tried calling him back last week from the studio to, you know, get the phone to ring for him, and this just wasn't happening. So we're going to go ahead and bring him on after our next caller, which is Brother O. So Brother O, be ready, and then we'll get back to our list, and I'll give you the next three after we are done talking to Mr. Larry Shepard. All right. Next caller, 519, you're on the air. Hi, Lyle. How are you this evening? I'm doing wonderful, sweetheart. How are you? Oh, I haven't been too great, but anyway, it's Bob Taub, if you, in case you've forgotten. Bob, I thought that number, I thought you were someone else. I thought I had the area code memorized, and I was wrong. Aha. Uh-huh. You got me. I'm easy, to, I'm easy to forget. Don't worry about it. No, it's that muscle memory. I'm the brain muscle memory I was talking about. I'm, you know, I'm usual. Usually when I bring on, yeah. Okay, I've got it. We're good. Hi, Bob. Okay. Hi. How are you doing? Doing wonderful. I'm glad you're here. Thank you. I have. You can take your pick. I have a short, a very short sort of thing. And then I have, I don't know if you follow Megan and Markle, uh, Megan Markle uh, and Harry, 
but that's another one I've got. And there's another one here called Under the Tree and Into the Park, which is a, com- a funny one, so I think I'll read you that one afterwards. But the first one is, if I may start, mm-hmm. is, uh, this is sort of uh, uh, something that will prompt people to think before they start getting so depressed or feeling down in the world. It's called a silver lining. There is always a silver lining, no matter how we feel. So many upsets and grief, yet we survive them all. We only need to look on the bright side to find the silver lining within ourselves. For only then are we able to face another day. The heart will never fail you, and a new day will dawn. That's it. That was incredible. I am so glad, Bob. I am so glad you found your way here. Now you're part of our family. Coffee's on. You come, you hang out with us, you share. It's amazing. Well, you can always call me if you want to have a bit of fun. (laughs) You know, I got a bit of, no, no, I don't mean that literally. (laughs) I'm 88, so I I couldn't offer anybody anymore. My wife would kill me. 88, still a man. You know? <laughs> okay, I'm going to read you uh, a funny sort of thing, just to give you a, a bit of a laugh. This is called Into the Park. I went into the park today just to pass the time away. That I wish I hadn't done. I can tell you it was not fun. As I sat beside the tree, a dog came running up me. He cocked his leg and looked at me and missed the tree and peed on me. Then comes the birds just passing through. I swipe them away both to shoe. Uh, when I found out myself all covered in poo. I don't think that's a nice to that's nice to you. Then some children did come near and all waved and then did disappear. When I turned around, I felt and I saw the skunk standing near. I thought that was else could happen. What else could happen to me? So I got in quickly and left that tree. Well, anyway, it's nearly three. That's the time, the last time into the park for me, and that was written by me in October 2008. <laughs> Anyone who's ever had a bird poop on their shoulder can appreciate that poem, I'll tell you. (laughs) (laughs) I bet they can. Um, Yeah, and it's a great metaphor. You know, even though you're talking about all these things that happened to you in the park, you know, it can be, thinking about it, it can relate really well to, you know, this is a metaphor for what happens in life. You know, my life is like a walk in the park. Yeah, well, uh, it wasn't me that was really there, but. Now, I have two other ones. One you mentioned was domestic, and I call it domestic drunks. Or the other one is called under the tree. Mm. Under the tree is more uh, humanized than anything else. And the other one, of course, is just uh, a little short one. Oh, no. Okay, you, now you have to pick because I want to hear them both, so you pick which one. Okay, let's let's do uh, 
I'm just looking for the oh under well tell you what, we're gonna go and look uh under the tree. Okay. Okay. This is a little different from what I usually write, but I couldn't help doing this one. It's called Under the Tree. Under the tree the old man sat. On his head he wore an old tattered hat. His shoes so worn out you could see right through. The sight of him made you want to give a coin or two. He seemed so sad and in despair. Now he sees you and begins to stare. He seems to be watching every move you make and counting every step you take. When you get near, he begins to cry, and then you feel the fears come into your tears come into your eyes. As you recognize the face of that old man, you might you feel you must help him if you can. Then you may realize, be done. As you know now that you're the only one that can turn your life around and start to plan, as you see that old man. And a quote, and this is uh, a quote from Sir Zeta, which is used to be me. I sat with my pen name. Putting off today won't bring you tomorrow. That's it. Wow. You know, I have to tell you, Bob, that's probably one of my favorite things you've read here so far. Oh, I'm glad you liked it. That was phenomenal. I loved it. Well, if you want one more, I can give it to you, but I don't know how much time we have, so I don't want to overrun my time either. Well, if I do two for three for you, I have to do three for everybody, so I have to keep it at two. But okay. that means that I definitely want to hear the one about Megan Margo next week. Okay, I will put it up. It's called The Wannabe. Awesome. Okay, anyway, I'm glad I've got a chance to talk to you and got on earlier tonight than I did last time. And you have a very good evening. As I say, anytime you've got the number. The um, Before you take off the baby, make sure you tell everyone how to find you. Thank you very much. And that's, oh, they can find yep. me under Bob Taub in Facebook. All right, go check him out, you guys. It's been a pleasure getting to know you. Big hugs to you. I'm really, really happy you're here, and we will talk to you next week, Bob. Thank you again, Diana. (laughs) Bye-bye. Thanks, honey. All right. I've had a delight getting to know Bob, one of our newest readers on the show. All right, let's go ahead and grab our elusive Mr. Shepard. 540, you are on the air. Hello. Hey, Larry. Hey, how you doing? Get your butt on this phone, mister. (laughs) I don't care if the Pope is walking through your front room. I get your attention right now. I have been trying so hard to get you on the air. I am so glad you're here. I got you now. I told you I I keep my word. Wait, did you get to see the message where I told you last week? I'm, we, we actually hung up the phone, uh, hung up your line, thinking that it would disconnect and the ringing would wake you up and, and called you back several times. So if you have some strange New York number spamming you last week and can't figure out what it was, it wasn't a bill collector, it wasn't someone trying to tell you that your car warranty is expired, it was us. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm back to being a truck driver, so you know. Yeah, 
So finally, sir, what do you have for us? So anticipated. Uh, Am I on air? You are. (laughs) Okay, okay, all right. Mr. Automatic Charismatic Theoretical Engine in the building. Uh, I tell you what, you give me a topic. Give you a topic? Um, Yes. Shall we use one of this week's prompts? Okay, let's do um, What does not surprise us anymore? What does not Okay What does not surprise us anymore? So all the things that happen that don't surprise us anymore All right And why, I guess All right in this day, in the age, sometimes I feel like I'm going through a pain because I'm going through a cage. The time and the moment and the time that we feel and everything is so real. I see the things right in my face and some things just felt like a disgrace. Wondering what's happening. Kevin, imagine if you could only feel my compassion. Love ain't even here no more. All this violence and we ain't provide nothing to never even have a peace tree because the guns is out there. People are like fall on the on the damn ground. It's a terrible sound. What's not happening anymore and why? That's the question I keep asking myself. And I wonder in my own breath, can we ever get some help? I didn't want to get dealt this hand, but I was hoping that people could even understand this is a moment. We had too many damn funerals, and I'm speaking more general, and I'm thinking like I'm looking up in the sky for the higher spiritual. It's criminal to even think that we can't even be in a positive place. Sometimes I wonder how long does it take to just put a smile on somebody's face. You're in a bad case. Somebody used to be rich, not a homeless, trying to stand and try to be focused. Can you feed me? I used to shine. Now I'm sitting out here with a homeless sign. Maybe I ain't paid my taxes. Well, you know, it seems like being poor is like a, another life of a practice. Bad. What used to happen and why is like maybe a history. Maybe we can look back in our own history. Every detail is a positive block. And I guess my mind is sticking around the clock. We used to be this, we used to be that. We used to sing on the on the stage. And now when it's all going down, it's like an outrage. We used to be Famous, but I guess broke was so contagious. You should be there on a higher level. But now, I wonder what kind of words can never predict us be special. And these are the questions that I wonder why. Will I ever get my answer? I just wonder why. 
this automatic charismatic political interest to get send them all in if I've been dry. Just just pulled that one right out of thin air, didn't you? Yes. <laughs> Fantastic job on that. I love that. Thank you. You what? You what? Absolutely a treat to hear you do that. Oh. <laughs> you love my work, okay. <laughs> you know I do. Yeah. You know I'm creepy. I know you got the naughty uh, Nyla list. Oh, there's no naughty Nyla. It's all a myth. It's a myth. I'm telling you, it's a myth. Yeah. Play some music, get enchanted, you know, like Fantasy Island. Mr. Wart. <laughs> the plane, the plane, boss. <laughs> the plane, the plane. I loved that yeah. show, Love Boat. Yes. Yeah. Oh, be careful now. We might be telling our age. <laughs> <laughs> no, Turner Movies Classic was my favorite thing in the world. I loved those shows. You know, the yeah. old shows, the old, watching the old black and white shows. One, my favorite movies ever that I saw in there was at, one called African Queen with Katherine Hepburn. Oh. Yeah. That's such an awesome movie <laughs> between the two of them. It's insane. I can't believe they carried, you know, I, when I found out that, you know, except for the opening scene, that the cast was two people, throughout just them, throughout the entire movie, I was intrigued. And so I was tickled to finally see it. Okay. Were you going to read too, Larry? Okay. Um, I want you to pick, this is what I want you to do. I want you to say one word, and that's my phone. One word? Whatever word. Just pick our word. First word, to, no, I want you to the Bir- first word. Bird's nest. Bird's nest. Bird's nest. Say bird's nest? Bird's nest. <clears throat> okay. Two times I feel like a blind. And my vision is so deep. Wondering real highs, could I ever be unique? The struggle, trying to hatch my ideas, trying to hatch a realistic life. Sometimes in this world where I'm trying to be polite, I got hatched. I'm hatching to have my voice clear. I'm hatching to spread my love everywhere. Let me clear my throat. I'm flying. I got eggs. Eggs, one egg is called compassion. Another egg is love. Another egg, well, it's called reality. And I'm hatching everything. I'm putting it all together. I'm hoping I'm speaking to somebody else that can feel this power. Because right now, there's no time to waste any type of hour. The time of the minutes and the time is right now. Everything is a pleasant idea. We could be real or we could be fake. By one in these days of the hatching, can you relate? Every time I cover my bird's nest, I got to protect my investment. And that's everything in my mind. You see, I am on the harvest and I want to be the largest, changing like a thunderstorm. I protect my nest, a bird's nest, a bird's nest at the moment 
selfless in this new time. And yes, I will take the test. I hope I'll pass. I hope love will last. I hope that I can reach to what I want to be inspired by. I'm flying. I'm coming back. Flying and coming back. Yes, I'm in the circle. In these days when it's like I'll be hustling. Those three, yeah, they'll be hatching for me. Mr. Automatic Charismatic, the little take is in the Malin Puppet Drive. Fantastic job, Larry. So impressive. Oh. <laughs> Thank you. You're very welcome, hon. <laughs> All right, do me a favor. I'm glad we got you on. Do me a favor. Tell everyone how they can find you. All right, you can find Mr. Automatic Charismatic on Facebook, Larry Shepard. Um, you can find Mr. Automatic Charismatic on my Facebook page. I do have uh, revolution pages, um, www.myonefalsedonacy uh, page. Um, so you can, you can find me everywhere, you know, find me here, find me in, find me, find me, you can find me driving the truck and making deliveries. <laughs> awesome. All right, sweetheart. Appreciate you. Thank you for being here. I'm glad we were able to get you on. Thank you very much. You All me. right. <laughs> we'll talk to you next week, sweetheart. Okay. All righty. Our next caller comes from, let me switch that and do this. Okay. All right. Now it's working. All right. Let's go ahead and bring on our next caller. We have area code 832. 832, you're on the air. Hello. Answer your phone. You're here. You want to be. You want to be here. <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> that was oh, last. Dude, that if was you don't want to be here, just don't call in. Because <laughs> my finger found the dial. Are you? Is this like your your masochistic thing you do to yourself no, each week? Is say, my, finger, your... <laughs> my finger found the dial. It wasn't my fault. I love your finger. <laughs> that sounded really bad. There goes our rating. Hey, hey. All shot to hell. There you go. Yeah. That's all out the window now. Might as well just bring it, guys. Okay, so that's, that's how you it. doing, Brother O? I'm not Brother O. <laughs> Soldier Blue. Yeah, there you are. There's Brother O's on one after you, that. and I was typing that out. Yeah, so you know. uh, okay. Yeah. Hey, yeah. I know so, uh, who you are. Well, well, while we're on the topic of yagulagulis and, and soliloquies, yeah, the so soliloquies. Am I saying it wrong? You, you were saying silly quiz. <laughs> well, my face doesn't work right, folks. You guys know that. <laughs> okay. I think the only reason this show survives so long is because I'm not a pompous Egotistic. Oh, we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't work within that framework anyway. Tolerate me. <laughs> mm-hmm. What? Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. So your turn. Huh? Your oh, turn. It's my it's my turn? Mhm. Why is it my turn? Because you called in. Oh, is that what that is? Okay. <laughs> Jesus Louise. <laughs> Yeah. What do you have for us, love? Surgery on my pen here. Um, uh, it's kind of a twist and a turn, and a little bit of this and that. Um, it's just called Bears Sons. Bears Sons, bundles of bones gathered in the smoke, in the robes of dreams no one else can see. The storytellers return hand over hand through the umbilical of smoke. Yes, it is done in smoke. And the ghosts flow over the highway on a cross-footed breeze, ragged ends, flying cooking on natural and alternative degree. Shake the dust west from your feet. Let the rough of your neck absorb the dew of the morning star. Cave shadow and bare constellations in the wanting, waning distance. Om. And so, let the day begin. Yes, I mean. Day breaking the silence of the wounded night, heartache receding with shadows, bones of earth showing through her ribcage. A wealth of ravens positing her strength one more time. High noon and the bare sign is evident upon the tree that touches the sky and grass skulls peeping from long forgotten places bare suns and solar panel relief it is remembering the night we all sat down upon the dreams of forever won't it? Desperate hours as we shake the dust from the symbolic rattle of There is a difference in the air. A winnowing, a heavy shake, the heaviness of breath from the hindsight of nowhere. The bears have arrived. To grind the bones in their solar plexus, planetary deer slayers, the rich aphrodisiac muscle dipped blood, Rabin Solar flares, bears, sun, rise, shose. Prayer smoke is eternal. Shading lines fall from the west. Ancestral passage We have become their dreams The ones they sing about When I'm sure 
family, firmly in hand, we palm touch the earth. Apitra. See it green, seize it from the green of topsoil fields that no one can use. Live coals glow, changes made by line of sight, tidal pools, earth moves by water's request. Core of white hot water looks like a string of pearls, white as bone, or hue. Muted by time and misery, weathered by the frailties of flesh, and the sun rises again. The flesh of the corn receives us into its husk, and we are left to wonder have we made the proper sacrifice? Were the seeds planted so deeply enough? Deep as water. Everything moves through the thickness of current. Everything steady, steady as she goes. Water reeds, rivers bleed like shimmering, swaying hair. Drenched river stones, smooth weathered, easy to grasp. Rising entities from another set of directions. Pointed towards the lodestone. Migake Montinas. Title song for a sacred stranger. Bathinkuna. There is no room for anything else. Smoking death applied to the familiar in the circles. Round and round. Sense and sensibilities linger no longer. The rivers wander no more. Breakwater distance survival is resistance, so they tell us. Hard to say when your bones lay broken on the shore. Bears, suns, sundance, buse, and The cleansing heat will make you wither. Bones, blood, storms of injustice, ink tattoos will last longer than these stains of an alien people. We are children of knowledge, grandchildren to their understanding. We separate ourselves from you beneath the bears' sons. We are the ghost road born. And we are always walking our way home. In peace. Incredible. Emotional, moving, engaging, just incredible, sweetheart. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. 
You're very welcome. I just have been thinking, you know, thinking a lot about things, and obviously the books I'm reading have a wide margin as far as, like, you know, concept and imagery. And uh, then this how this is... Well, we're not in it yet, but we're coming up on my birthday month. I'm basically buying myself books to to uh, keep things going on that that strain. Yeah, there's some there's some interesting things that uh, you know I've been buying, uh, getting as far as the books and and others that have been suggested uh, through the medium of you know where I get the books from. And uh, it's it's really it's, it's really cool. I like I'm in, like I say, I'm enjoying it because it's not it's not a continual thread of only what is uh, historical. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the books that I'm going to be getting it's I've already bought it. It just hasn't arrived yet. But it's interesting, you know, just in terms of how they they put the title, and that's called Research is Ceremony. And I understand that because, I mean, when you, when you go in and you start looking at, uh, you know, native culture, you know, if you're, if you are actually doing the research, it's not research because you're talking about yourself. You're talking about the mirror. If you're someone who's looking at it from a point of trivial pursuit, yeah, you're going to get a little bit from it, but you're not going to get a whole lot. Because you don't understand where it's coming from, and it's uh, it's but it's cool. Like I say, I'm, I'm looking forward to you know some of some of the literature like that. And uh, there's another one called Fresh Banana Leaves, which I'm really looking forward to because that's going to be kind of a mix of uh, tradition, uh, scientific thought. Uh, the lady who wrote it. Uh, as a, has a PhD, and she's uh, indigenous, and she's kind of showing the the lines in terms of why uh, Western attempts at uh, conservation are failing, and the redirection that needs to be taken, if anything, is going to be left. So that looks like it's going oh, to be. Oh, there'll be something left. We just won't be left. Well, it's like I said, it's like I've, you know, we've, I've said all of, you know, I've said before, you know, it is, you know, and it's an echo of my elder brother too. I mean, it's not, it doesn't originate necessarily with me. I've had the thought before, but I mean, he said it best, I think, and that it's simply that, you know, Earth will be here, we won't. Mm-hmm. So, you know, because Earth will administer her cure, you know what I'm saying? If we continue yep. to be the disease. She will administer the cure. So, this is very true. There you have it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, All right, sweetheart. Anyway, there you go. <laughs> there you go. That's it. <laughs> Too funny. <laughs> Too funny. All right, are you are you going to read a second one? Well, I could, but I know I was blathering on a bit, so I don't really want to step too much on someone else's time. Do you want to hang on yeah. and maybe read another one in just a little bit? 
Oh, I can't. Or call I mean, back I have in if you'd like one. to. Nah, I mean, it's, you know, like I said, I've got another one to read, you know, whenever. You put me back in there. Okay, let me do this. Okay, we've got, I want you to, I'm going to mute you. And when I mute you, I want you to press one and then press one again. Okay? Okay. Because right. one will take you out of the queue, and one will put you back in the queue. All right. All right. So before I do that, though, tell everyone how to find you just in case the board blows up and I can't get you back on. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, you can find me on Facebook. It's under Rafe Wild, and then in parentheses it says Soldier Blue. And then also I'm doing the uh, Red Earth One uh, podcast. And uh, in the upcoming days off, I will be... Uh, experimenting with the the newest format that they uh, are putting forward with the podcast that uh, that I use which is to say it's a video uh, they they're allowing they're giving you a means of video podcast so I will be uh working with uh, at least two episodes of that uh that sort of podcast and putting them out there for people to to take a look at as well and then uh, I'll be talking with the, my other half of uh, collaboration uh, and in, uh, on the first week of May in terms of the uh, a book uh, to do with, with, my, with, my, with my works as well as developing a game of chance uh, basically based off of uh, some of the games of chance that we have used as native people, but not, you know, not anything exact because this is more about um, making use of the language and getting, you know, kids or whoever, you know, would like to, you know, getting the, you know, whoever wants to engage, you know, into the language in terms of, you know, figuring out some some of the ways of saying things and, and, you know, some of the traditional uh, mindsets. Mm Mm-hmm. So we'll be working, like I say, we'll be working on that this first coming week in May. That's exciting. That's really yeah, exciting. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. Like said, there's a lot of things that, are, that look good, you know, as far as having some positive possibilities. Mm-hmm. All right. I will put you on hold. Remember, press one twice, one out of queue, one puts you back in queue, and we'll bring you back on, okay? Okay. All right, love. Thank you, honey. Thank you, Ms. Nyla. <laughs> All right. Mr. Soldier Blue Blue, we will hear from him again shortly. Let me mark that on here. All right. So our next caller comes from area code 219. 219, you're on the air. Brother O. How you doing, Alvin? I'm doing awesome, sweetheart. How's it going with you? Oh, good, good, yeah. Doing, still doing good. Awesome. So what's what you got for us tonight? <clears throat> this poem is called God is Still Blessing Me While I'm in the Hospital. I did, brother. I'm currently still here in the hospital. One on close to six months now. It's been quite a journey by being away from my family and close circle of friends. Very few of you 
possess the faith, patience, stamina, and endurance to wait on the major blessing or breakthrough to happen for you like me. Because God did not give me this test of having faith while waiting on a new heart like me. Many of you would have been frustrated or discouraged or depressed about enduring the process wearing an organ transplant without knowing when one will become available. And some of you couldn't handle my current situation of enduring periods of solitude and undergoing a complete transformation in your life like me. Brothers and sisters, I was chosen for this assignment because God knows that I have the patience, faith, and endurance to wait on my new heart to come and have the maturity to handle the overflow of blessings that are about to come my way afterwards. Despite enduring this extended period of hospitalization, God has still blessed me left and right. I'm truly grateful that my health has remained stable throughout. I'm blessed to have, to receive, have received exceptional care here at the hospital from the dedicated nurses and doctors here on the heart center on the third floor. I'm truly blessed to have my true friends and family for checking up on me every day. I'm blessed to have a very strong support system who is taking care of my needs before, during, and after my heart transplant. And blessed to have real people who encourage me to go the distance. I'm truly blessed with the ability to continue what hosting my radio show, the ability to continue to write poems, the ability to perform on Facebook Live while I'm on my extended hiatus away from the live poetry stage and the ability to remain active and promoting events and doing other things and still getting advice to newcomers while in the way. After I lost my girlfriend unexpectedly the pneumonia sepsis in January, I was blessed to connect with my future queen shortly before my birthday. Establish a friendship that will blossom to a great relationship once I'm fully recovered from my heart transplant. Here's the blessing, brothers and sisters. She is patient enough to wait to wait for me to meet her in person. I'm blessed to have stability and peace in my season of solitude from the outside world. Blessed to learn yoga therapy, blessed to improve my endurance, flexibility, stamina, strength, and balance for physical therapy. Let's maintain consistency in my diet and develop physical activity and bless to experience the abundance of opportunities to showcase my expanding gifts and talents once I fully recover from my heart transplant and in poem. Going through so much, it's just crazy to even think about that. Right. Love the peace, love the peace. I'm just glad that we are blessed to have you here with us. That's what I can say. Oh, thank God. I appreciate you. <laughs> we appreciate you. Are you going to read two or is that it for tonight? No, that's it for tonight. Cause I'm, yeah, I'm actually working on something else right now. That's it for tonight. <laughs> All right, sweetheart. Appreciate you, and um, we'll talk to you next week, love. Okay, Nala. All right, honey. Thank you. Oh, you forgot to tell the people where they can find me. Oh, how? yeah, that's important. Do that right. thing. <laughs> uh, 
Everybody, you can find me on Facebook. I know my brother Gavin is currently aware I'm still in the hospital. You know, I'm taking one day at a time, man. I'm still still doing what I can while I'm here. And uh, just continue uh, to support me while I'm going through this, and I appreciate it very much. We appreciate you. Thank you. You're very welcome. All right, and we'll talk to you in a little bit, hon. Okay, yes. Perfect. All right, sweetheart, thank you. Thank you. Okay, our next caller comes from area code 506. 506, you're on the air. Hi, Nyla, it's Andrea, Lady A. (laughs) Hey, Andrea, how are you, sweetheart? Well, I have a froggy throat, but... (laughs) Getting over COVID, so I'm I'm doing a lot better. Holy crap! Really? <laughs> yeah, that was a fun exp- uh, journey. Because I knew you weren't feeling well, but I never knew that you had co- that it that it was COVID. That I was knew COVID. that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. But I didn't get hospitalized, so that's a good thing. I just kind of ran through it. It's uh, I can see how. It can develop into something much worse, but uh, I had my vaccinations, and, um, you know, it could have been worse than what it was, so yeah. I, uh, I've still got my two feet on the on the ground, so it's all good. Um, how are you? I'm doing absolutely wonderful. I'm doing very well. Um, I, um, I have a couple here. Uh, hopefully I can get through them. Go ahead when you're ready. Okay. One is called um, Time Ticks. Uh, amid the golden field of hay, time sits and waits each day. She speaks blackbird, a language learned, together contemplate. Time past, present, and time too late. They laugh when time pressed makes no difference than the rest. Reverie reviews time gone, wishes spilled on walls of stone. Dreams falter, then loudly crash. Tears fall unabashed. Abide with me, Ebony Crow, tarry long. New Manajra de Gato. Stay by my side as winds grow wild. All these years I've been beguiled. This day we wait. Wait for what? You ask. For love's return at long last? Time stopped that day long ago. Soon the clock will sing its tune. I will wait until the moon draws me up. To meet him soon. O crow, then we'll dance forever in lover's trance. Black crow spoke in English when he saw more tears fall to the ground. He said, "'Tis I, my darling love. I've flown down from above. Time beckoned me to join you here, watching over you all these years. Touch my wings, We'll be together. We will fly away into forever. Amid the golden field of hay, 
time came and swept them both away and poem. It was like a fable. That was awesome. Thank you. Yeah, I really like that one. I haven't read it for a long time. I just <laughs> wrote it for two years ago. My goodness, my voice sounds bad, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it crazy when you, you look back at something and you realize, I, I, I took, you know, it's like something just, something just came up in one of my, you know, remembered memories. Hey, this has happened to you in the past. And I looked at it and it was a photo shoot that I did 10 years ago. And it's like 10 years ago. What? Wait, what? <laughs> that was 10 years. That wasn't 10 years. That's just silliness. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I think that um, it's interesting to see the growth, though, when you look back and see how things are different today. I sure do when I look at my poetry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I got another one that's called Behold. And the picture prompt was, um, well, it wasn't really a prompt. I, I, like, I think it was just a second. I think it was. It was. It's like a giant water drop being held in two hands, and it's called Behold. Behold, this aquatic ecosystem, tears shed from creation, children cry from hunger, and mothers from every nation. Sorrow swept through all land from wars for generations. Genocide, infanticide, homicide, neighborhoods, destruction. Behold this aquatic teardrop gathered from four corners. The rich get richer, poor get poorer from selfish money mongers. People perish daily. No insurance. Empty are the coffers. Doctors drive fancy cars and play with girls much younger. Behold this aquatic tear branding our once found minds, reminding us of planet Earth's abundance for mankind. Water, soil, air, and sun kissed ancestors on the winds of time. Giant waves, firestorms, floods, and drought show us we must rewind. Behold this aquatic ecosystem shed from creation. We hold it in both our hands to pass to the next generation. End poem. Wow. That was very well written. That was beautiful. Thank you. You're very welcome. Both of those were absolutely a treat to hear tonight. Thank you very much. I appreciate being able to share these on your shows. I appreciate you being here <laughs> and able to share those on the show. Thank you so much. You're welcome, honey. I'm so glad you're doing better. Thank you. I am. I'm gonna wait. I went to my art class today because I'm negative now, but still you have the remnants of it hanging on, but. Um, I went to my art class. It was the first time I had gone out in over two weeks, and and um, it really played me out. So that surprised me that I wasn't feeling very strong today. So, but um, in any case, excuse me. I appreciate being on your show, and you have just a successful show, and I'm really happy for you. 
Oh, we appreciate you so much, honey. Thank you. You guys have built this community, and you guys are what makes this show what it is and makes it successful. So, you know, really you're patting all of you on the back right now. Oh, we need one another, don't we? Mm-hmm. Yes. Warm. Group hug, everybody. Get in. Group hug. Okay. <laughs> all right, sweetheart. Have a sweetheart. rest of the evening, and thanks again. We'll see you next week. I got the prompt uh the 12 prompts down tonight, so hopefully I'll do something by next week for that. Well, Baby Love, before you take off, you got to tell everyone how to find you. <clears throat> Excuse me. You can find me on allpoetry.com uh, as Lady A, and on Facebook as Andrea Wheaton. Perfect. I don't far. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sweetheart, and we will talk to you next week. Yes. Perfect. Great. Shoot me a message and keep me posted on how you're feeling, okay? I will. Thanks. You're very welcome, honey. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 747747. 747, you're on the air. Yes. Good evening. This is the brother Rob Pochimaro. It's been a minute, and you know how I do it. I'm like, hey, at least time I come come by, I guess, uh, every seven years. It seems <laughs> like seven years, but, um, <laughs> hey, you know how I do it. How you doing, Alan? It's good. I'm doing wonderful. It's good to hear from you. Yeah, appreciate it, appreciate it. Yeah, it's been, um, honestly, it's been um, a minute since I've been to um, um, spending any poetry spots and also, um, and also some, um, listen to the shows on, on, on the internet. Um, basically, I've kind of been in a situation where I kind of like, kind of veered myself off from poetry and focused more on, more focused more on African drumming. And, um, but then um, a good friend of mine wrote this post on my Facebook page and it kind of encouraged me to get back and get back into the, um, into the, into the struggle. You know, as creative people, sometimes it, our root, our muses can get in a wrestling match. And this one's pulling us that way, and this one's pulling, you know, we, we do what we do in our own time. And it's good that, you know, just because you take a break from writing poetry and something else grabs you, you know, it's okay to share. You know, you, your muses can share and play nice, and that's an example of it. So, you know, I'm excited that you've been doing that. You know, I'm glad you always come back. I mean, everything comes full circle, and people always come home here, so I'm glad that you're here. Um, but I love knowing that what you've been doing. I love that you've been exploring that. You know, it's kind of funny because when I first came on the show, <laughs> when I first called the show, I caught you right in the middle of mentioning um, no word porn, no word porn, <laughs> no word porn. <laughs> you have disclaimers about word porn, no, no, no explicit overt stuff. Yeah, no, kind of no bumping body parts, like, no tab A into slot B. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And the funny thing about it is I think I really feel that my maturity as a more of an erotic or central poet or central writer is because of the fact that um, I try to be more be more discreet and use metaphors. And that's kind of based on listening to your show because you have, because you did mention a few times, a few times about, um, you, could, you know, Basically, in with this in the debate and um, the, the, the poetry talks about writing the right poetry. So, um, 
So it's interesting that um, you know calling up that's the person you give it to, you give it that information for. It. But um, but it's good to hear you, and it's like um, I've been doing a lot of I've been I've been engaging in the poetry writing challenge. I've written I only got one poem left to write, and um, I engaged to a lot of the different styles, like the tank that I did. Um, um, and you're, post- you're posting those on my page, right, so it enters you in the contest? I'm sorry, repeat that again? You're posting those on my page, so it enters you in the contest, right? Uh, what contest? <laughs> I don't know about the contest. Well, just post them on my page and you're entered in a contest. Oh, okay, 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 got it. Okay. okay. That's all you need to know. Just do it because there's cool stuff involved. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> but... Definitely, but um, shout out once again, shout out to you, and shout out to those who have been participating in the um, the writing challenge for this month. Um, really good, um, really good um, to get back into the swing of things. So, but I won't keep you that long. I do have two, I do have two pieces, and these are the pieces that I've. Um, well, at least one of them is that I written this month. Um, wrote, wrote it um, four days ago, and I might do a little sensual piece, you know, that depends on Okay. So this one's entitled, um, We're One. Presence sustained, both in transcripts under tea candles and stage smoke. Shifts and giggles foster attraction, obviously relishing related commonality of pet and silly spats over raised toilet seats and dirty dishes that's overnight in the sink. Warm musings on dark mornings, stargazing on our, on our way to work. Ancestral altars built collective memoirs of unions, creating the two of us. Power couple reinvented. No economic strife. Collaborative effort. Right picking, sneaking kisses at stop signs. Smashing divide against antagonists, attempting to but failing to disturb the truth. Flying upon love wings and other. Crazy, corny, ass, cliche metaphors describing a thousand ways of how we work are each other's nerves. Writing about you gives chills and mental blocks simultaneously, but there's no need to go further except that I love you, I'm glad we're one, and yes, I'll wash the dishes. And peace. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> you know, if I was on the fence at all, that, that last line, that, that was that closed the deal for me. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. You truly know the way to a woman's heart, that's for sure. Absolutely. Well, well, I actually keep my toilet seat down, too. And it's funny (laughs) because I'm single, and every time I use the bathroom, I put the the seat down. Because it's like, I'm just me. You don't want to hear no drum over some small stuff. So keep the toilet down. Keep your feet down, regardless if you're seeing or not. I love it. I love it. All right, what's your second piece, honey? Second piece. You know, I'm going to go ahead and do this. And you're very more than welcome to workshop or to Dream particles. Slowly climbing on top of you, the collectivity, magical appropriation in the eye of the storm, crafting intensities of moan, 
saturated possibilities, seeing comforters at the break of dawn, negotiating energies behind the booties, back, back, and forth, singly twist handled in the God's hand on the brink of directly seeds to the foils where legends are conceived and unwind in the sense of your like vaginal canal. A cause for celebration, delicated balance and endless array of watercolors as it takes to the calling of the Great Mother. Green particles jump at the chance to pregnant the fox. Smooth pictures with a rock hard gem got you anticipating missionary crosstalk between the two of us. Serenade by burning incense and candles. Navigating a beautiful scandal of qualified heart to break the pressure of lost souls. Bold and a massive subvert obstacles causing division. Sensual magic we gave set up our mission to love righteously and to lead by example. Particles come together making reality feel and taste so freaking good. Coming down to the fight for a clear understanding of our passion in order to save the nation. Indeed. Wow. That was beautiful. That I tried to hide I tried to hide all the nasty stuff in here. It's a little more well, it's <laughs> not that expensive. No, no. See, there's nothing wrong with erotica. We have mature content. You can have erotica. There's a different erotica to me is, excuse my language, but it's the mind fuck of poetry. It's the stuff that gets under your skin and takes you to that point before you spill over the edge. Porn palms are what happens after you spill over that edge. You know, but everything that takes you up to that point, the mental part of it. You know, before you you get to the, the graphic, you know, technical biological description. So that was that was absolutely perfect. That was a beautiful example. Yeah, and that's and that's the reason why that's the reason I wanted to read it because I like I said I I got my maturity in writing erotica is based on listening to you, listening to your input, and um, and it really helped me to try to at least you know give people more of a challenge because I feel that in addition, erotica is the combination of the sexual, sexual, and spiritual. You know, you know, so it is, you know, because lovemaking or that connection, that physical bond is, is very physical. It's very physical. Mm-hmm. Um, just you have people who agree with it. Well, I will tell you this. My erotica that I write is way worse than that, but it still does not cross <laughs> that line. Uh, you know, so you you have no problem reading. I mean, that that poem was perfectly fine for here, and then I enjoyed enjoyed hearing it. I know everyone else did too. So you're you're golden, hun. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. I feel so proud of myself. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but I appreciate you. We appreciate you, your input and stuff. And uh, and I'm really gonna, you know, I'm probably I'm not gonna call like every week, but at least I'll, you know, reduce from seven from seven years to maybe yeah, like seven years down to maybe you know one, every other week. <laughs> yeah. Or, or every week. Every week is good. You know, that's yeah, that's I'll, good too. I'll, just I'll, throw I'll that in there. I'm being a woman. Give me an inch, I'll take a mile. <laughs> I hear. Okay. Well, well, we'll see. 
right, anyway, do me a favor, honey. Tell everyone how they can come find you and show you some love. Yes, yes. It's um, Rob Jimbe Poet Morrow on Facebook. Jimbe spells D-G-E-M-B-E Poet, JimbePoet.com. And I also have a, um, a poetry site, um, poetrypublicly.com slash Rob Poetry One. Um, I will leave all that information in the event page and also um, hopefully once I get my access together because I am struggling just like everybody else. I'm actually much a little worse than I want to lead on. But um, I do have a business here in Los Angeles called uh, Sales Class, but I have done it a couple of times on blog talk. So I might, um, once, they, once, just, once the dust is in my situation, I'll I'll definitely bring that back on on, on the Zoom. Yeah, but I'll keep you updated. I'll keep you updated on that. Oh, and shout Perfect. out to um, Automatic and um, shout out to um, uh, Brother O. I know he, you know, he had um, the heart surgery, so, so I hope you know he's in my prayers, he's in my thoughts, and also to that um, the last poet who uh, um, got out of COVID. You know, um, but he's feeling better. And um, I guess that's it until next week. Or do we got this? I'm out. Perfect. You're welcome, sweetheart. Appreciate you. All righty. Our next caller comes from area code. I'm going to go ahead and give kind of give the lineup so you know. We have a uh, 585 area code. You are not in the lineup. So 585. That's Doug, Mr. Curry, I believe. Um, if you want to come on the air, honey, press one. If you're here just listening right now because you're busy doing something else, appreciate that. Appreciate you being here. If you change your mind and, and uh, you want to come on the air, just press one at any time. I'm sure you know that, but it, I just want to make sure you know. 585, press one when you're ready to come on the air. All right, let's go ahead and grab our next caller, which comes from area code 406. 406, you're on the air. Oh. 406, are you with me? Sorry, that was unexpected. <laughs> I thought there were two <laughs> people ahead of me. So, how are you? I'm fine, sweetheart. How are you doing? I'm good. This this is Annie Tillery Waldo. So, and it's good to hear your voice again. I've had to work a lot, a lot, and so I've missed the last few several programs. Except for last week, but then I, my phone died again. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I know. That's like I should plug it in every now and then, right? We that's just a detail. We forget that. I forget that. Yeah. I don't even know where my phone is half the time. I, I know. <laughs> I play hide and seek with mine all the time, and it usually wins. So. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I did have, I have been reading um, some poetry. I've been actually reading a book by. And please, I'm probably going to mispronounce her name. I've got to find where I set it down here. I said I went into the other room because I thought I still had two more calls ahead of me. And, of course, I'm wrong. That's the way it goes. So we have been suffering under um, so much snow over here. We've had um, almost four feet of snow in the last three weeks. Wow, I miss that so much. I'll send it to you, okay? Please, please, yes. And I'll send you all these silly daffodils and tulips that are blooming all over my yard and making me mad. But I love daffodils and tulips. So 
but I hate not having being prepared. I'm sorry, like I said, I just walked into the other room and now I got to come back here and find out where I was. <laughs> You're fine. And you, you know how obsessive I am about being ready. Oh yeah, <laughs> we were never ready. For those of you that don't know, I'll, I'll fill some time here. For those of you that don't know, Annie is absolutely, you know you have that one person where it's like if I ever go on Oprah, I want to reunite with this one person, somebody who is so important to your past and was such a friend that made such an impact on your life that you never forget them. That was my Annie, all right? We worked in radio together back, my very first radio job that I ever had, we worked together in radio back in a bazillion years ago during the 80s. (laughs) And then we lost contact, and I have spent years and years searching for her and finally reconnected. And it's just so amazing to hear her beautiful voice and be able to share in all her adventures on her page and see what's been going on in her life and have her come here and read. Because you used to write, I remember a song, a beautiful, this beautiful song, or I think it was, or a poem you wrote for Jeff or whatever his name was back in the, in the day. And back in the day. Yeah, it was so, I just, I'm, I was so mesmerized by your writing back then that it's surreal to have you here now all these years later you know as we are mature adults and you know not running around in bobby socks and rhinestones well i do sometimes i'm sure you do too in fact i know you do in very low cut dresses yeah (laughs) i have to say i I had the best wardrobe in the world everybody came to my closet when they wanted something i was crazy right yeah. <laughs> anyway, I did find my. I did. My, I've got my book now. Grabbed out of the okay. other room. Okay. All right. So I stopped. I'm, I've been doing. I, I had a couple of poems that I wrote. I've been reading um, Diane Wachowski's poems. Are you familiar with hers? Anyway, I've got a couple of them that I wrote poems about her poems. Is that? I mean, that's permissible, right? And then you're yes, talking about the ways that you haven't written. So I wrote a couple of Sestinas too. But, oh, my gosh, which would you like to hear the, about? Do you realize in this one thing that you're doing right now is the one thing that you're doing right now telling about your book, coming on the show mm-hmm. and reading this poem, and having it be in a form gets your name in the drawing three times. <laughs> so, oh, my goodness, what can I say? <clears throat> good job, good job. <laughs> do you want the Sestina or do you want the poems about Diana Moskowski? They're all... The Sestinas, as you know, are very, seem very long to me. Um, but so two about what Diane Wadlinski's poem was pretty short. Then so. do one of each. Okay, there we go. The Sestina. <laughs> Problem solved. All right. Uh, I would write, I'm going to do Sestina, so cause that was really, really tough for me, okay? And I, that's what it's about. <laughs> so, <laughs> I think it's called By Formula, Sestina 2. Writing poetry by formula does not appeal to me. I never did like math class, algebra roughly bitter. And now to use a formula for poems by numbers mixed with rows. Illusion, just ignore it. Symbolism, that too. What diction? What imagery? Write not a bouncing, happy comparison. Similes are not required. No music in the repetition or rhythm in the rhyme. Don't write as if you were words with. Sestinas need no rhyme. I'm not even three-fourths through. Oh, please pity me. I'm doing what's required. My head is all a flutter and my stomach's feeling bitter. Vinegary, acidy. Now there's some imagery. Am I at the end yet? Oh, Lord, still 20 more lines to go. 
So I stop and count them. Why so many rows? This thought's mine, a waste of time. Hey, I made a line. We talked of frost and imagery, the way a crow shook down at me. The poem shifts the mood from bitter, no essential number of lines required. A natural flow of language is required to make a poem, not the count of rows. They, the rows, they make the flow bitter. Make mine fun like a nursery rhyme. I know structure teaches much, but as for me, I'd rather wax poetic with vivid imagery. I like music and imagery, connotations, associations, feelings are required by me. Not planned out form of ending rows. I like metaphors with rhymes and rhythm. Sestinas and blank versions, excuse me, sestinas and blank verse to me are bare and often bitter. I find them bitter and empty, cold, meaningless, vacant without skillful imagery. Filling each verse with the sweet comforting sound of rhyme, although it's not required, to feel, impulses, to tap my feet, response to melodious rose. That's the pleasure of poetry for me. I like intense imagery. I like agreeable rhyme. You require the passions. My spirit rises as the rose end. So there's the Sestina done. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you you realize, too, that that's a poem about writing poetry, so that gives you a fourth entry. Because <laughs> that was some oh, of our homework, too. All right. Now I've got, I'm taking it away. Okay. But that anyway, was, um, that's Diane, four. That's a home run poem. Diane Waskiski is just blowing me away. I really have. This poem of hers <laughs> called Full Moon Eyes. Okay, I'm kind of switching directions here. I have to keep putting this down and go off away in torture, distress, ecstasy, pain, disbelief. How did this woman get into my life? She put on parts and pieces of my life and she lived to write about it. The full moon eyes of her cowboy lover with his torn tight, mm, I remember those torn tight jeans. His torn jeans saying, yes, ma'am, so polite, so southern, gentle, and correct. But my cowboy lover's eyes were not kind eyes, not like girls' eyes, like flowers, or like horses' eyes. His eyes were hard, cruel, and taunting. Yeah, but that would have at the end. I try to remember the end because it was so very painful, but not nearly as painful as remembering the beginning and those soft, searing, substantial full moon eyes. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> so, but that's for tonight. There you go. I absolutely love it. I love the poem. I knew that moment. I know that thought. <laughs> Like, that was how incredible, did they get Annie. My life. <laughs> how did they get into my life? So, okay. Exactly. So that's my two. First thing I was going to, at the beginning of the show, before I had to get off and ba- get back up, I was going to say, was, I'm going to get you an abacus every time someone reads you move a bead. <laughs> <laughs> that's so. funny. Okay. Well, you know, my twisted sense of humor. Anyway, I'll keep it short because I know there's lots of people waiting. And um, I'm Annie Tillery Waldo, and you can find me right now just on Facebook, which is in connection with my artwork and my poetry, both on there now, and it's called The Conjunction of Moons and Sagebrush on Facebook. 
Awesome. That's the All right, age. sweetheart. You guys need to go visit her. Show her some love. She's amazing. Crazy is the word. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I, I can remember those things, yes. <laughs> Thank you, Annie. We'll <laughs> you talk do. to you soon, Annie. I hope so. Bye. Bye-bye, sweetheart. I have pictures of her and I getting ready to go to concerts and things like that and our wild, crazy stuff we used to wear. We were insane. All right, our next caller. Oh, look, we get to bring back Soldier Blue, Blue, Blue. Mr. Blue, are you there? <laughs> yeah, I'm here. Yeah, I found, Hi, a, found a good I'm good, Miss Nyland. I appreciate you uh, me having this, this second opportunity. This, uh, this one is uh, not a usual take for me. I don't usually write anything in kind of like the, I guess you could say the personal format. But this one, you know, it was just one of those that kind of rolled off and it's like, okay, we'll go, we'll go with it. Night and fog, ember and ashes. Call me back like the shadow of a face, the imprint still upon the pocket of some clothes I wore before I passed from the stage of a spent and burdened life. You know, did I Fog shapes, smoke, smoke tastes like fogged water crystals. Pull another shade, touch another shape of a smooth, forgotten face. Only flames keep their semblance of shape. Grounded images nothing can claim. Soft clay, Mississippi. I finger spread the words of yet another day. Morning star visions. Crossed hairs, cursed visions, heat waves play on the back of my neck. Blood and bone surge, spinal cord taps out a uncertain rhythm. A question hangs in the balance. What is my name this time? Is it the same as the framework I see in the mirror? Dead coals in my mouth, I can write the cursor counterpoint of an estuary. Death days are coming, death days for the many. Pull on a moss gray coat, bullet wadding for cloth, seared strands that have seen better days. Days wroth with the dull sound of storms. Cross-checked and genderized, lightning strikes, profiled, heat wither and warm. Tijoma, wada Face the directions, oh, four quarters of the passing winds, oh, four divisions diverse and unattended. Trazé mess. Murder, madness, one stick for each time I have been here before. Embers and ashes, a red dress with fires and forgotten lore. Times of the moon, deadened stars. Uh, 
I touch each scar. I trace every design of bloodletting, each scathing passage of pain. And I pass beyond the trance of the chase. And I scream, screaming bloody murder, as if two forms of forward motion smash, scintillating like at 180 miles an hour. Are you insane? Quiet thunder, shatterless hailstones, bossy, twisted metal, nothing to track, obliteration. Is there room for kindness? Yes. Is there a place for calm serenity? Yes, on the other side of night and fog. The tears and traces of embers and ashen trials of deliberation steps through shadows never-ending. Tangents and tonics, which will work better this time. Facial folds notwithstanding, it is almost time to slip between the fog and the smoke. Almost time to seek shelter from the advent of folly. It is almost time to go home. Faces, felt-lined pockets, fragile bones be damned. I am one of many ghost-road-born, and I am weary. Donc, in peace. Wow. That was exceptional. You know, it's hard. It's hard, the things that you write, the things that you go through, the things that you endure for your art mentally. I mean, I know it is. The things that you see, the injustices, the fight, the anger, the all of it that you go through trying to share that. Yeah. There's something that came to me the other day, and I'm not going to go into it much because I don't need to with you. You already know it. But back uh, when I was living on the, the other side of the Gulf, or as far as I'm concerned, the wrong side of the Gulf, uh, had uh, went through all of that mess over there. Um, I looked, it was just kind of, I, I don't assess it much because like I said, I don't want to, I don't want to look at it that much, but there was one thing that I wanted to do with it in terms of kind of like, um, setting it where it needed to be. And it just basically comes back almost to a catchphrase, I guess. I used to, before the fire, you know, that kind of sums up all that shit that I went through out there as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. And a lot of things... I used to do before the fire. 
So there's some of that in there. Yep. You can feel it. All right, my darling, are you reading two? Are you reading one? No, that's it. That's that's all I got that's there tonight. I'll, I'll pull some more together for next week. <laughs> all right. Uh, Do me a favor yeah. and tell everyone how they can love on you. Okay. Uh, you can find me at uh, Rape Wild at Facebook. And and it's, uh, it says in parentheses underneath it says Soldier Blue. And then also I have the Red Earth Podcast, as I mentioned before. Right now it's just audio, but I will be um, taking on the framework of the uh, video podcast in these upcoming days off. And uh, I'm yeah, just as a note on and I'll, and I'll cut it off with this, but uh, one of my favorite uh, literary heroes in terms of Native authors basically took a lot of the... Uh, modern philosophy or the people who were considered, you know, uh, the proponents of the uh, modern philosophical thought. And he basically put them through his, his form of native perception. And it's called the, the metaphysics of our uh, modern existence. And I like to, read some of that on my days off because it's a hard book for me to read in terms of, you know, trying to like catch everything he's saying. But once I get it, it's like, Oh, okay. I see, see the angle he's working on for that one. So I like, you know, and that one is kind of like the, the, the subtle touches of some of the things that I've been writing recently. So I like to keep that in the mix when I'm, when I sit down and start writing. You know, you just talked about the book that you are reading, and that gets your name in the drawing. <laughs> so I pay attention to what you guys are saying. You All know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, baby. We're going to talk to you next week? Yes, ma'am. I will be here. Perfect. All Thank right, you sweetheart. Again, Love Nala. you. I appreciate it. No Love problem. You too, talk to you soon, honey. All right. All right. So we are we I just got a a thing letting us know we are having some issues with the lines. I'm glad it's happening at the end of the show. If you're trying to get in and getting that fast busy signal, keep trying. It'll let you in. I know they're working on that. But I do still have some of you on, so let's go ahead and grab area code five eight five. Five eight five, you are on the air. Mr. Curry. Five eight five. Are you muted? Are you muted? Five eight five, Mr. Douglas Curry. We're waiting to hear from you, and I am singing, and it is very bad, and so you should come and rescue everybody. Five eight five, Doug Curry. All right, baby. I don't know what's going on, but I can't hear you. I've got you unmuted. Maybe we're having more issues than I realize. Um, but if you can hear me, hello. Hey. I was- Hey, sweetie. I, no, I, I'm sorry if I caused any confusion. I'm I'm working on something. I just wanted to be able to hear tonight. But hello to everybody, and everybody oh. sounds great. <laughs> okay, so you don't have something to read? No, not tonight. Oh, I'm gonna be sad. Okay, fine. <laughs> fine. I don't, don't want to stay away if it's gonna make you sad. I but you know, <laughs> I just wanted to listen to everybody tonight. 
All right. I'll respect your wishes, but I want you to know that I'm doing it begrudgingly and pouting. Okay. Well, before you do that, I will. I make your promise. I'll be in next week. Okay. All right. Love you, hon. Thank okay. you so much, and I'm glad you're and here. I, We're all glad you're here. I'm going to stay and listen, okay? Okay. Thank all you. Right. Thank you. All right. Let's go ahead and grab our next caller. And that is... Uh, uh oh, eight six three. That is Noreen. What happened to Uma? We had Uma on the line earlier. Uma, if you got kicked off, please call back. Try calling back in. We can get you on. I saw you on the line, but you are not um, there now. Um. Um. Hello, Nyla. Hello, sweetheart. How are you, Noreen? I'm. I'm doing good. So. I want to do this while we have you on the air. First of all, okay. Robbie was supposed to call in. I don't know why in the hell Robbie's not calling in. Robbie, why aren't you calling in? You've been gone for months and months and months, and now you show up, and it's your birthday, and you say, I'm going to go on a Zoom, and I'll be back later. You abandoned us. I feel so hurt. We have been waiting for you to come on, Mr. Robbie, baby. Okay, hopefully he heard that. So while we're yes. waiting for him to feel sufficiently guilty and have crazy remorse and gets back here, how are you doing, Noreen? Okay, I- I'm doing good. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to hear okay. from you. So Okay, thank you. It's good to hear from you, too. What are you going to share with us tonight? Um, tonight I'll read um, Gary's poem. Um, I'll read the one um, he wrote, um, Starlight, Starbright, that he wrote um, for Robbie. Okay. Oh, did oh did you get that um the the music track? I yeah, I got you. it in the email. I saw it. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Um, starlight, star bright, first star I see tonight. I wish I may, I wish I might have the wish I wish tonight. Robbie, which star I have in sight will grant my wish tonight. Robbie, the astronomer that you are, should know the name of this star. The end. Aw, that is awesome. Robbie, see what you're missing by banding us? I'm going to make him feel so bad. He's going to be like on his knees doing my dishes or something. So I'm going to be on my foot on the middle of his back and I'm going to be whipping his butt. You buddy. <laughs> ah, okay, so are you going to read another one of Gary's? Um. Yes, okay. Um... Okay, here's one. It's called One Dark Night. Okay. One one dark night when the skies were almost covered in streaking dark clouds. I looked up to see a large light, blue halo, with a big golden harvest moon shining through. The radiance gave a light gray color to some clouds reflecting the rays. The end. <laughs> I love it. Oh, I love his poetry so much. Me too, and I, and I wish he was still here to write some more. I Me wish too. he was here to read his, read his own. I wish he was here. Me too. Yes. Okay. But hopefully Robbie comes back and gets a surprise, but we're not going to tell him because yes. he's not here. I just okay. sent him a message on his Facebook and told him to get his butt back here. Okay. 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 <laughs> okay. And what I'm, of yours are you going to sh- are you going to share? Okay. Honey? Um. This poem here. 
um, I could um, two of your pro, uh, poetry prompt line. Uh, one of them is, I feel it's time I should write, and the other one is, um, your words write golden bees. I took both of them and made this poem. Wrote this poem. Okay. And that I, gets your name into the drawing, by the way. Wow. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> okay. And this poem is. I'm not sure that's the right title, but this is what I named it. I'm not very good at naming titles. I, I'm sorry. I miss everything about you. That's an, I named it. Okay. I feel it's time I could write about our love everlasting. Our love will never die. I still shed tears, but I know you're in a better place. When it's, when it's my turn to go, I know we'll be together again. My wish is that you come back in my dreams more often. I wish I could see the yellow butterfly and the blue dragonfly once again and stay a while spending more time with me. I miss your poetry, your words, my golden bees. I miss your singing, so touching. I just miss everything, everything about you. Oh, I miss you so much. My love for you will never die. I will always be in love with you. I will always cherish our love. Our memories. The end. Oh, it was beautiful. Okay, thank you. Okay, and and then the second one, um, I took I this is a haiku. No, not a haiku. No, I took a, I, I wrote a tanka. That's right. It's, oh my and, gosh, and took, that was homework. You get your name in the drawing yet again. Okay. Wow. Okay. For the, okay, <laughs> and I took your a, a poetry line. Um, your poetry prompt line called Strangling the Stillness. This is and what again, I wrote. You, that's using one of the prompts. You get your name in the contest again, drawing again. Wow. Okay. This is called Strangling the Stillness. Okay. Just, just me. Sometimes no sound surrounds me. I want to strangle the stillness. I want noise just too quiet. So turn on the music. The end. <laughs> Too quiet. I know. I know yes. that too quiet. Yes. Absolutely awesome. Okay, thank you. All right, you want to read one more of yours? Um, um, okay. Um, um, I already wrote, read that one. Um, So I posted on Robbie's page. I sent him an, a comment, and I re, uh, sent him a message. So hopefully that pings him. I told him to get his butt back over here. Yes, I hope so. Yeah. Okay. I don't see him um, yet, though. Um, this is a, a haiku, and um, I don't know how good it is. I never read it before. It's called haiku. It's um, called 10-minute break. Take a 10-minute break. Have coffee and relax. Now get back to work. The end. <laughs> Slow down. Mush. <laughs> I love it. Okay, Have you been you. right? That's a haiku, you know. That's you know a haiku, that yes. You know what that means? Uh, oh, I get I get on the, in another... Uh, Your name gets put in for another drawing. Oh, yes. Okay, that's right, for haikus. Mm-hmm. Yes. Anything else you want to read? And you're on a roll. Let's see what else we can pull out of there. <laughs> uh, I think I read the, um, let me see. 
Oh, I started this one, but I never finished it. It was your um, prompt line, these things I take with me. I haven't done that yet. I started, I started it. <laughs> but, okay, that'll be, that'll be it right now. That's it for now? Yes. Okay. All right, sweetheart, do me a favor and tell everybody how they can come find you guys. Okay, you can find us on, you can find our books on Amazon.com, and you can find us on our website, um, Gary and Noreen Snyder dot wix dot com front slash um poetry and then you can find um um us on um find Gary on um poetry poem dot com reverbnation dot com um facebook dot com and you can find me on um facebook dot com reverbnation dot com and um facebook dot com and poetry poem dot com and um you can also find us on um ko-fi dot com k o hyphen f i dot com front slash Gary and Noreen, and that's where I got my um my um um my um, membership tiers on there from three dollars to twenty five dollars, and then um if you join my tier you get um you automatically get thirty percent. Don't matter which one, you get thirty percent off of any products on there. And I'm on there. I got greeting cards. I got magnets. Um, broadside, my all our poetry books on there. And um, that's it right now. Broadsides. That's it. <laughs> okay. Absolutely perfect. Thank all right, oh, sweetheart. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. You can find yep. us. Oh, you can find us on the Poetry Club. And you can find us every Saturday night at 4 o'clock, I mean, afternoon at 4 o'clock, um, at, in fa- doing Facebook Live. And and then um, you can also um, send me with a new show called Have a, um, Have a Chat with um, Poet Noreen. And I, I had one this past um, Tuesday with, um, with, with Bill Peters, Sr. Mm-hmm. And then the next month on May 31st, I'll have one with um, Craig Kirkland. Oh, that's awesome. Yes. Craig's cool. And then All I'm right. still going to do that one you told me to. Do, want me to get started? I have to get back with you on um, Rebirth. Yes, yes. So, Noreen, while I have you on here, yes. do you want to join me and sing Happy Birthday to Robbie? Okay. I'm not a good singer, but I'll do my best. Me yes. either. All right, you ready? Okay. Yes. Okay. Happy, birthday Happy birthday to you. you. Happy birthday, birthday to you. Happy birthday, Happy birthday. <laughs> dear Robbie. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Happy birthday to, to you. you. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun, even though I don't sing. That was fun still. <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> I don't sing either, but I still subject you guys to it constantly. So I want to do this, Noreen, because this was something very special for you. Yes. Even though Robbie's not here, I'll make sure he listens to the last part of the show so that he can catch all of this. Um, Okay. He sent me an audio track, and 
literally it was it was not there and I was trying to find it and you sent it to me like right before the show started and so I had to pull it because it was in video format I had to pull it I had to edit it I had to redo oh. it I had to change the volume so it could be heard and save it in mp3 format and get it uploaded to the show in time for the show to start you know and that's what I was doing is I was sliding into home making sure I got this uploaded to the studio for you um, okay. I had to I'm cut sorry it a you little had to do bit. All that work. So I, no, it was fine. I was very happy to do it. I cut the okay. talking at the end, so I just have the beginning and the song. Okay. Because um, Andy rambles a lot. Don't tell him that. He's not here to defend himself. <laughs> but I wanted to make sure that we got this played because it was very important to you. So, Robbie, for your birthday present from us, and especially from Noreen, she sent me an audio track of Gary singing this song for you, Back to the Ballrooms Again. Um, he sang that to you on April 28th. 2013 for your birthday he sang this song for you on the air and so we wanted to play it so to celebrate your birthday and bring Gary into the day with us because he just absolutely adored you all right so you ready Noreen to, for me to play it yes yes you want to introduce it tell us what it is again okay um this is the song uh, back to the bar rooms um that, this is one of the Gary loved to play Merle Haggard this is by Merle Haggard and um and Gary, and Gary knows that, that back then, Dave, I don't know what he does now, but back in them days, on, Robbie on his birthday would go to the bars every, you know, going from one bar to another on his birthday, getting a drink. So Gary thought this would be a perfect song for him to play on his birthday, and Gary played the guitar and sang that too um, on Rebirth with um, Andy, um, Andy Scott doing um, the host. He sung that for Robbie. Maybe that's why Robbie's not here tonight. Maybe oh. maybe he 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 left us for a drink, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So here is Gary Snyder singing back to the bar rooms again for Robbie on his birthday and it was recorded in 2013. Happy birthday, Robbie. Um, uh, Gary wanted to sing uh, back to the bar rooms for um, uh, Robbie's birthday. Now it's back oh, he's here. to the ballroom, right back to drinking again. Maybe someday you'll love me enough to stay with me. And whiskey won't be my best friend But now it's back to the barrooms again The bartender knows me, he knows how to do me And he knows why I'm back here again He should be given a prize for his patience Bartenders do understand, so it's back to the barrooms again. With the loud music roaring, the bartender pouring, and my shaky legs trying to stand. It's over and over, I try to stay sober. 
But look what a failure I've been Now it's back to the bar rooms again The bartender knows me He knows how to do me And he knows why I'm back here again He should be given a prize for his patience Cause bartenders do understand So it's back to the barrooms again Oh yes, it's back to the barrooms again Okie doke That made me cry. It was so awesome. <laughs> yes. So Robbie Robbie jumped in chat. Said he was back just in time. He said he was catching up with a friend he hadn't spoken to for around a month. And I'm going to remind you, Robbie, it has been longer than a month since you've been to this show. <laughs> you are so in trouble. Yeah, uh-oh, uh-huh, uh-oh is right. <laughs> I don't care if it's your birthday or not, and the spanking you get is not going to be a fun, happy, sexy, sexy birthday spanking. I am kicking your butt, just so you know. <laughs> you know, I have to be nice to everyone else, you know, when they don't. Yes, we've missed you, and I'm so glad you're here, and we have a table set for you always because we love you, which is absolutely 100% true, and those things are true about you, too. But... <laughs> You and I have a very unique and special relationship, and I will kick your butt if you do this ever again. Happy birthday, by the way. I love you. (laughs) All right, Noreen, I'm going to have you hang out with me for a minute, and we're going to take – hang on just a second. Let me see what I've got here. We're going to take our next caller and bring our next caller on the air. You want to hang out with me? Yes, I will. Okay, let's okay. go. Let's go. 807, you are on the air. <laughs> hello, Nyla Tay. <laughs> <laughs> hello, Robbie. <laughs> hello, Robbie. Hello. Hello, hello, Robbie. Do you feel appropriately guilty for today. abandoning us? Uh, yes, I think I do. <laughs> oh, you're, you're going to feel so much worse. You know, look, look at me. I'm so gleeful. Oh, you're going to feel so bad when you listen to the end of the show and see everything you missed. I know. I just get such delight in it. That would, what does that say about me as a person? I'm not a nice person, am I? You're so evil. <laughs> I'm not bitter that you haven't been around in a while. You know, I'm just saying that, just so everyone knows. All right, Robbie, hi. Hello. Happy birthday, Robbie. <laughs> Thank you, Noreen. It's, uh, You're welcome. It's been a, an all-day affair. <laughs> it's kind of like good cop, bad cop. Noreen's the good cop. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Robbie. Happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. All right, you guys just take over the, the birthday portion reading. What are you doing, Robbie? Uh, I have something here that I wrote just today. And it's just it's something that was a kind of uh, unique intersection of a few things. And uh, so I wrote this about three hours ago. And um, it's called Origami. So Origami of the Soul. Feeling as if one could fly to the moon in foldings of a tesseract, flowing with the effortless effort of a reed, folding one's will like the wings of a crane. The music of the spheres driving you along the way, compelling you to destiny, 
impelling you to take on mystery as one finds the impossible fold, that fold of origami that bisects the perfect point in space and time where you find the perfect reason for being, the spirit's perfect poetic rhyme. You move slowly but surely to your destiny, like a turtle racing against nothing. The shell of your spirit protecting, enfolding upon itself, the motive of your heart guiding you, as it lays protected in the chest, a latticework of perfect origami of emotive thought, thoughts that lead to perfect action and feeling, as you fold your way to the moon beyond. Lay your head upon the singular lux of moon's gentle light, as you let your origami wings take flight, a perfect crane's wings folded to the moon and beyond, where no malefic thought shall ever abscond. And that is a very trippy poem of mine <laughs> uh, that I wrote like around four hours ago. A combination of origami, some uh, geometric uh, sort of concepts in there. And, and lux is Latin for light. And uh, it's also a unit of measurement for light that I, I didn't know about till a couple of days ago. <laughs> Always learning, always teaching, always filling your head, having that input so you can have output. You know, I've listened to that exactly. so much over the years. And you talk about, I was just doing this this weekend, or I read this, or I looked this up, or I was curious about that, and it finds its way into your work. I mean, you are mm-hmm. you are the living, breathing example of you have to have input to have output. Oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's one of the, I have just such a curious mind that when I – come across something i have to integrate i have to integrate it into something right and now that i like with doing photography now and and doing even more of like different sort of hobbies and that uh if there's just so many things that i can <clears throat> so many ways for me to integrate something into something else you know like uh, with this origami like putting like a uh, geometry and space time and everything into it and you know, I was just like watching a video today about a very surreal one about uh, like if you if you folded a piece of paper like mathematically you could get it to go to the moon. So it's like wow, man, trippy. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm uh, just so you know, I'm uh, listening. <laughs> I'm listening to. Uh, I'm gonna download it right away and be listening to the archive tonight. <laughs> Yeah, I so, bet you will. Yeah. <laughs> Marine, I will, yes, I know. Do you want to comment I'm on the trouble. poem? Yes, I, I, I love your poem, um, um, uh, 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 Robbie. And I, I love the way oh, you write. You. And, and Gary did, too. Gary always did, too. And we both were are the fa- a fan of yours, your, of your, you and your poetry. And that was oh, just phenomenal. You. And, you know, <laughs> I, I said, we like the way you write. Oh, thanks. You're welcome. He's awesome. You, you did a nice. Uh, you did a good job on your uh, show there last night. It was. Uh, it was nice to see you uh, on your uh, premiere show there and, and interviewing Just Bill. I haven't seen Just Bill in a long, long time. So. Wow. Um, yeah. Thank you, and and, and, and thank you, you very much, and thank you for uh, for stopping by too and watching it. You bet. Did you did you and Nyla both want to be on the show too one one day? What any month you all choose? Uh, I, I'm thinking that at uh, yeah at some point uh, I'm going to I'm going to be on there. I want to get a I want to get a slightly better webcam and I need a 
I need a backdrop for my apartment that I need to get because my apartment's small and it's really messy because there's no place to put anything. And I'd much rather have a backdrop in the background so that okay, people aren't on, seeing on, my <laughs> bike and everything else. You you can have on the stream yard. You can have a, a <clears throat> on stream yard. You can have a a, a, a virtual background. Oh, okay. I'll have to I'll have to check that out because I'm kind of wanting to to start to do something like that more. So okay. Is it video or just audio? Um, it's video, but I think you can do audio. I think you can. I think you can turn off the camera. Because I don't mm-hmm. have a camera on my computer. Oh, okay. I think yeah, you can do audio because I mean, because I said you can have your um t- camera off. You don't have to have a camera on there. That's cool. It just reminded me that I yeah. still have my camera plugged in. I'm unplugging it now. <laughs> Once I'm going to be like, oh, I just hacked into Robbie's camera. Look, look what he's doing at 12 a, 12 a.m. at night. This is really interesting. So, Robbie, did you want to read a second poem? Oh, uh, let's see. I, I, yes. I, I think I owe you one. I think that, I think that, yes, it's I think your birthday. No, uh, well, I, I got, I got my. Did you hear? Trouble, wait a minute. So think, uh, Did you hear Noreen putting her foot down? We said that again, Noreen. I said yes, Robbie. You have to because it's your birthday. <laughs> I like this side oh, of you, Noreen. Uh, Is it weird that I'm my, slightly not aroused? Not and I are, are, are on the same side together. <laughs> Robbie, uh, Nyla and I, I are on the same side together, <laughs> so we're against you. <laughs> so you can't win right. with us. No. 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 I found one that just. It just popped up right in front of me, and this will be perfect because because this is uh, actually one that I uh, that I wrote for you. The, uh, I think this is this is part of a prompt. Yeah, this is I'm 99.9% sure this is a prompt because you're mentioning some about Lucille, and uh, I, think, I can't remember if you mentioned the classical music attached to it, but uh, <clears throat> so uh, uh, Lucille, I stand at the forest at the edge of forest night, and behold, I see a luminosa, the name of Luciole, a being of infinite light, flitting in and out of existence, persisting in its light to draw me in, to guide me through the forest for an unknown purpose, as my lips find purchase to kiss the sky itself, so that I may absorb its very knowledge. As in this magical, mysterious sky, I see fireflies make up the constellations themselves, and those constellations speak to me of Lucille's light. As I walk into the depths of this forest, I can feel Lucille's warming light, guiding me past the cold of the dead of night. No chill of bone, no fright of a lonely night to fill my soul, and I feel myself blessed by the flight of Lucille that I follow as she into the sky of fireflies, into jumps of turbulent atmosphere takes flight. This Lucille, this is the queen of fireflies, those fireflies that form the constellations, those constellations whose light falls upon my eyes, and I spy entire universes in just one firefly's flick of light. And Lucille, she teases me, the woman, child of infinite mirth, to follow her, to be blessed forevermore by her caring light, the light that does not hide the pain of life, but rather burns away the unnecessary cruelty, those self-imposed nights of soul's darkest thoughts that are brought about by unenlightened souls who lack the light of cosmic realization. 
that the universe is meant as a place of utter elation, not as a place for mortals to mire themselves in sorrow, to stagnate their souls in misery's contemplation. Take me to the forest, O Luciole of the sacred light. Take me to the forest of enlightenment, and never let my soul wander again in misery's night. Let my soul forevermore be immersed in the light of soul's intelligence, so that my soul may forever take flight in joy's eternal blessed light. And that is Lucille. And I was starting, I'm starting to lose my voice because I've been talking to people all day. <laughs> Literally since 12 o'clock, I've been talking to people. <laughs> you know, that wouldn't be an issue if you practiced using your voice more often, like doing things, you know, like maybe calling into a show and reading. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Just, just that throwing that out there. Doesn't help. The beer doesn't help either, and or the or the whiskey. <laughs> they, both, <laughs> they both really dried out my throat. <laughs> That's funny. <clears throat> All right, so Robbie, thank you for being here. Thank you for calling in. Thank you for letting me bully you into your presence tonight because I wasn't going to let the day go by without you mm-hmm. being here. It's your birthday, and we missed mm-hmm. you, and and so. Yeah. I hope I didn't worry. I hope I honestly hope I didn't worry you too much because you yeah, actually worried the hell out of me. I have it's been <laughs> months, like months, Robbie. Not just a couple of weeks. It has been yeah. months since we've heard from you. And I don't like to be a pest. And I check your pages to make sure y'all are still alive. But after a while, I've had all I can stand, and I can't stand no more. And I'm going to get on you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so thank you seriously thank you for spending part of your birthday with us we appreciate you we love you and we're glad you're here tonight thank is there anything you. you'd like to add Noreen um, um, I was going to say um, Robbie I, I love your poem it is beautiful and, and you always have the way with words and um, it's awesome oh and, thank and, you you're welcome and you can tell that you read a lot too so by the way you write Mm-hmm. I know I need yeah, to read yeah. more. I don't. Re- I haven't been reading enough lately, but that's what I need to do is read more. I, I'm being the uh, connect the bot here right now, and because uh, I just got a text and uh, and uh, Star heard me and uh, she uh, wanted to say hi. Oh, tell Star that we love uh, her so much. I'm always thinking about her. I hope she's doing okay. And we love her. And I know life t- sometimes takes my kids away from me because you guys are all like my kids. Well, some of you are a little more than kids, mm-hmm. but maybe like brothers or aunts or you know uncles or or kid brothers or something like that. But you know, still y'all are my poetry kids. But, and I know mm-hmm. life just does things, gets in the way of things, and you can't always be here. But just know when you're not here, Star, mm-hmm. you're missed, you're loved. We care about you, and thank you for listening. Okay. Um, hello, Star. We we love you too. I'm speaking for Gary too, because he always loves you and your poetry too. Yeah. All right, Robbie. Tell everyone how to find you. Uh, I can be found mostly on Facebook at Robbie's Multimedia Poetry, and I occasionally post on uh, All Poetry. Uh, and uh, I'm probably going to be posting there a couple more poems in the next couple of days. And, uh, yeah, we'll uh, see where where else I end up posting when uh, I finally get my butt 
onto music more and and maybe some visual paint uh, some visual arts like painting and and that Awesome. I'm, when I mute you, I want you to hang on because we're going to close the show with a track of yours just to help celebrate your birthday, okay? Oh, okay. All right. Thank you, baby. Happy birthday. Thank you. All Happy right. birthday, Robbie. <laughs> Thank you. You're All right, coming. Noreen, do you want to give out your – I want to have time to play this track, but I need you to make sure you tell everyone how to find you guys real quick if you would for me. Okay. Um, you can find us on um, – you can find all of our books on Amazon.com, and then you can find us on um, on, on our official website, Gary and Noreen Snyder, uh, .wix.com, front slash poetry. And you can find Gary on poetrypoem.com, um, ReverbNation.com, and Facebook.com. And you can find me on ReverbNation.com, um, Facebook.com, and um poetrypoem.com and you can find us on um, ko-fi.com K-O um, hyphen mark F-I.com front slash Gary and Noreen and you can also find us on the Poetry Club every Saturday I do the um, Facebook Live then now I'm doing that new show called Have a Chat with Poet Noreen and then you also if you missed it anybody missed it you can see it in the archive it'll be on YouTube and it'll also be on um, Facebook and the Poetry Club and my Facebook page and even place you can find it and then okay and okay and that that was it <laughs> I think, yeah and you can find me here too here every Thursdays awesome. All right, sweetheart. Thank you so much. You're Appreciate welcome. you hanging out with me, celebrating a little bit of, with Robbie for his birthday with me, yes. and we will talk to you next week. Yes, and and I know that Gary is here too. Saying happy well. birthday to Robbie too. Absolutely. Yes. All right, sweetheart. We will talk to you soon. Thank you. Okay. You're welcome. Okay. Okay. All right. So. I am going to close the show tonight with, let's make sure I have all my I's dotted. Okay. All right. I see you online, Star. Love you, honey. Thank you. Um, I'm going to close the show tonight with a track by Robbie Baby. It is called Wishing for Something Beyond. We'll see you guys next week. Good night, everyone. wishing for something beyond. As I look up, standing under the star-studded veil of inky nighttime sky, abyss of wonderment beyond wonders, my third eye draws wide open as I wish for something, wishing for something beyond. I wish for something beyond all of this, a something ineffable and inconceivable, yet something that has become the closest thing to my now wide-open heart, an ineffable something that has always been a part of me, an essence of mysterious something that, as much as it was always with me, just as much now it will never depart. I wish for stars beyond stars, some sort of phantasm of mysterious light, as fractal geometries rearrange themselves, illuminating in mysterious modes of sight the darkness of the sky's eternal night. I wish for constellations beyond what I see, constellations no longer fractured by life's woes, but whole and unbroken in their schemata, 
healed with words of power spoken in their shape. I wish for planetoids beyond measure, swarms of nascent potentiality, swarmed in arrays heretofore unseen, a small measure of God's glorious galactic dream. I wish for something beyond all these things, something unknown but utterly knowable, as noble gases in space catalyze themselves, enriching the space around them to flare to life and colors of light before unseen.